All right, there will be bourbon uh, at the virtual bar tonight. A a young man, in my eyes, uh, who I've wanted to have sit in that chair for quite some time. Uh, it is a Mr. Terry Shepard. How are you, sir? Ah, uh, that's the first time I've been called young in a long time, and I know you're not being serious, so we're already starting this off on the wrong foot because you're full of shit. But that's okay. <laughs> uh, so uh, before Terry tells us all about himself and the things that you guys should know, and and and. He's got a lot of cool shit to talk about, um, but I, I want to talk about why uh, or look, I can't even speak tonight. See, Terry has made me so flustered and it's actually the lack of alcohol consumed tonight. But anyway, you need to, have, so, you need to get a couple drinks in. Yeah, that's what, what I need to do. Uh, so the, tonight's discussion, as always, will be fueled by some of the finest American spirit. Uh, tonight, I'll be going with the Leopold Brothers Bottled and Bond five year. Hey, Terry, you're a history guy, right? Kind of a little bit of history. And look, mm-hmm. okay, I was going to say, your, your internet's already freezing. Uh, but uh, do you know what Bottled and Bond is? Where it came from? No. 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 Okay. So I've said it a little bit on here before. But anyway, the Bottled and Bond Act. So actually, you know, whiskey, bourbon was the first actual um, product ever in the United States to be regulated by the government, right? So 1897, the Bottled and Bond Act came out, which stipulated that uh, to be called a bourbon and to be authenticated as bottled and bond had to be at least four years old. Right. So this is five can be older, at least four years old. Uh, the product of one distillery distilled during one distilling season be at least 51% corn. And it has to be stored in a government bonded warehouse. I did not know that, man. That's there you cool. go. And it also has to be a hundred proof. Right. So that's where people used to get the idea of like, Oh, if it's bottled and bond, it's a, you know, it's, it's, it's high quality and all. Cause at the time, Leading up to that, there were so many things being sold as bourbon and whiskey that were really not. <laughs> That's where yeah. the term rot gut came from. People used to get fucked up off this stuff. So, uh, but yeah, so that was the first product ever. And uh, it's one of the one of the few good things I think our government's done. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it's funny, man. I'm not I, I don't dislike bourbon. I've just never really been a big bourbon guy, you know. Um, well, nobody's but it's perfect, a very Terry. American, it's, a, it's, an American it's an American drink, so that's good. It's America's only native spirit. We invented yeah. the shit. So that's legit. That yeah, is legit. Is. All right. That so, Terry, uh, while I imbibe in this and you play with grandfather's pen there or whatever it is you got, yeah, huffing and puffing on, um, a little bit about yourself. Who is Terry? Uh, um, well, you know, at this point now in my time, it's it's not the uh, it's not the age, it's the mileage. But I am um, yeah. to quote my buddy Indiana Jones because we're really tight. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, man, I was you know I'm a retired special forces guy. Uh, I did with the active duty and the guard time. I did close to 25 years. I, I graduated from the University of North Carolina at Wilmington back in 1988. Wow. And I had read, I was on my, I was going to go to grad school. I was an anthropology major and I had, I had applied to Duke. They had a great primate program there. Turns out I ended up doing primate stuff anyway in the army. Because you are ones as most people. Yeah, and I did a lot of archaeology. I did yeah. a lot of archaeology too, but I, um, I had read a book about the, about the Mac V Sog in Vietnam and, and the black and white pictures of these dudes was really, it was my, the end of my junior year. And, uh, I might have borrowed it from a friend and got home and got high and read it all night, or I might not have, I don't remember, but I, I was in college. So it's fine. Uh, and then I, I remember, I remember reading this, this book and, you know, 
those guys are just legends to, to us, as, as yeah. you know, but yeah. it was the black and white pictures of these cats. Uh, you know, they had their arms around each other, wearing their tiger stripes, you know, black guys, white guys, Spanish guys, mountain yards. And they were, they, so, and some of the pictures were before like pre-mission and some of them, when they came back and there were some guys were not in the picture when they got out of the bush. And I remember thinking to myself and some of them, and they were smiling. Some of these guys, these big, big freaking carnivorous white tooth smiles and dirty faces. And I thought, I want to be that guy. Like I want to be that dude who actually seriously just, just uh, challenged death and, and came out on top. It's really the, the reason I did it. I, I mean, I don't, I, I get it. You know, this is the best country in the world. There's no doubt about it. I've lived, I've lived in a lot of places and I've been around, but I, I would lie to you if I told you I did it to serve the country. I, I mean, I yeah. ended up, I ended up serving the country de facto, you know, by, by, yeah. by, by accident. But the reason I did it was because I wanted to be, see if I could be one of those guys. I wanted to see if I could go through that crucible and be able to stand mm -hmm. there with guys like that. So I graduated, uh, did really well in college. And then I, of course took a couple months off, lived with my brother up in Vermont. He was up in school there and I just enlisted. And I, back then there was no, um, you know, there was no uh, X-ray program. You know, yeah, you can get a guy off the street yeah. and train him up, right? right. 18 X-ray, which is, if people don't know, you know, normally in the past, to be a special forces guy, to be a Green Beret, you had to be in the Army for, for some time. And then you'd apply and then you'd go to selection and do all that. Well, you know, once this once the war kicked off, we started doing the X-ray thing. It was called 18 X-ray. Because our, our jobs are, you know, every, every military job has a, a number and letter designator. So if you're an 11 Bravo, that means you're an infantryman. I was an infantry guy in the 82nd. That's what I signed up for to start my career. And then, you know, the 18 series is the special forces series. So 18 Delta, 18 D is this special forces medic, which is what I was when I went through. But anyway, so I enlisted yeah. for the infantry and I went to the 82nd I was in a recon platoon third of the 05. And dude, it was a busy cool couple years. Cause like, you know, we all went to Ranger School. There was a Recondo course there. We went to Panama. I didn't go. I didn't go to Just Cause, but I was in there in August, going through the jungle, uh, the jungle training there. Uh, I think we were they're prepping us to do this. But anyway, and then I went to Ranger School right after that, and I got back from Ranger School like December nineteenth. I came back, and we were pushing out. The guys were pushing out to go to uh, to jump into Panama, where we had been a few months oh, before. Shit. Yeah. And then the Gulf War too. Uh, I did the Gulf War with them, which, as I told you, uh, Eric, because yeah. there, you're Thank, welcome for your freedom. Thank you for my freedom. That's what's allowed you're welcome me to for do your what freedom. I do. If today. I hadn't gone yeah. and done that, you'd, yep. you'd be speaking Arabic right now. Yeah, so, yeah. Maybe I already do. What do you know about yeah, that? Yeah, maybe you do. Maybe you do. <laughs> maybe I and, do. Uh, so, so yeah, dude, it was a great <laughs> place to grow up in the army because it was really good training and it was great guys and you got your ass whipped and. Uh, you learned a lot. Right. So then I, I got back from the Gulf War and I, I took like a month off and all I did was ruck. And, you know, we were field rats anyway. I'll, that funny story I told you. Yeah. About the yeah, yeah, anyway. so anyway, so, yeah. 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 I'll tell you about that. If you really want to hear that thing. one, I'll repeat that one again. Absolutely. But um, so, yeah, we went I went to selection, passed selection, went to the Delta course and I was an SF medic. I was assigned actually ended up getting lucky. I, I was in C-110 in Stuttgart. So ich war in Stuttgart für viel Jahre. But I was, Whoa. I was, I went to the SIF, which was called the SIF at the time, right? Which became the CRIF, which is now not around, but it is around. I, I don't know what the fuck, but uh, <laughs> and I wasn't a sniper then though. I, I went to Sephardic, which was the assault school. So then I was, I did that till 
June of 97. And then I, so I'd been in close to nine years and I was like, man, I don't know. It was Bill Clinton's army. We looked, didn't, I didn't see war on the horizon. And, and I was like, I kind of done what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, so I got out, you know, I got out and I moved back to New York city where I was originally from. And I went to classical theater school for two years, like a conservatory oh, program. And I became a working professional actor in Manhattan. And, you know, it was a crazy man for my, to pay my bills. Cause everybody, if you're an actor, you're a waiter or doing some other job. Yeah. I was the, I was the velvet rope guy. I was like running security yeah. and for all these cool clubs. Yeah. I got stories, man. <laughs> yeah. That was a vampire life. So I was out of the army for four and a half years, like doing my thing. And I was starting yeah. to get momentum. And you were I in New York City. Of, yeah. In Manhattan, okay. I was doing a lot of theater. I start, you get small TV stuff. Like I was on a, I got a guest thing on a soap and then I was, you know, I think law and order and blah, blah, blah. But then all of a sudden nine 11 happened. And I actually was, it's weird because the night before nine 11, I, I lived on the upper West side at the time. She was my girlfriend. She became my wife and we're not married now, but uh, anyway, my, yeah. So me and my girlfriend at the, the time, army love story. It. it's just, and it's all on me. I can't bitch. So it's, I I'm, I'm, I'm the idiot, but uh, so I, I'm at the Outer Banks right now. This is where I live. I spend my time between here and, and taking care of my mom in Raleigh. So we mm -hmm. drove down the night before 9-11 to, to the Outer Banks, to the house in Duck, where I am right now. And I remember my mom called me in the morning, you know, and said, you got to turn on the TV. I was like, Ma, I just, we just, I got in at like six o'clock this morning. I was, she yeah. was turning on the TV. And then I, the second plane, I watched the second plane hit and I was like, Same well, that. fuck. Yeah. yeah. I remember walking out on the beach with her and I was like, I got to do something. I mean, I got to find some way to get back in this. And I looked in a couple other avenues too. Uh, I'll tell you funny, but I ended up joining the 19th group, which is I had a company mm -hmm. in Rhode Island, day 219. So I was with those cats from October 01 to October 2016, when I retired as a, oh, as a team sergeant. So last like almost five years I was there as a team sergeant, which is a long time to be a team sergeant, but it's the guard. They just didn't have guys. To yeah, go. it is but, what it is. Yeah. And it was a good run, man. We did a lot of, we did a lot of good stuff in the guard. You know, it, it was, we were busy and uh, you can kind of write your own ticket. You know, you do jump on deployments and do different things. Here's a funny story about the government though. Cause I was thinking, all right, there I can we go. get, yeah, no, you'll, you'll dig this because this is going to make you laugh. So I was thinking to myself, well, how do I get back involved into this anti-terror? You know, I got to help the country. Well, I have a college degree, which I was, you know, with like a three, eight GPA. I did nine years in, you know, in the army, a lot of it in special forces. I speak two languages. Don't, I don't have a criminal record, blah, blah, blah. Green brain medic. Da, da, da. So I thought I'm going to apply to the FBI, the FBI, man. What? Like, <laughs> you yeah. almost fed. Yeah. So well, it was funny though. As I was doing that, my old team sergeant, 10th group said, dude, you do not want to fucking join the FBI. They're fucking nerds. They're not like us. And I was like, really? He goes, I work with them. You don't want. And I was like, well, let me just try. Long story short, I didn't hear anything from these people. Right. There was a dude who I worked with at a nightclub who applied to the air marshals. He had a misdemeanor and he got an interview. I never heard from the air marshals. I wrote to them, never got a human. FBI didn't get in touch with me at all. I finally, after I joined the uh, after I got into the guard, which was the best thing I probably could have done um, in retrospect, because the FBI is awful. I, uh, I talked to my friend and they'll be tracking me now. So I talked to my friend who was a, uh, who lived next door to like an FBI bigwig in Long Island. I said, could you check on my application? Cause I haven't heard from anybody. She says, I'll, I'll ask him like a month later, a couple of weeks later. I can't remember. I have it somewhere. I get a form letter from the FBI that says, Mr. Shepard, Thank you for your interest in the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Uh, please let us know if any of your skill sets change. Um, and that's it. 
So who's who's so dick do I got to suck? Who's, who's dick do I got to suck to get a cool job in the government? Like <laughs> I was like, you got to be kidding! I got to even get a look. They didn't even call yeah, me. I like you, special forces guys get all the jobs. Man, Suck I thought with Joe all Kent's my about all to my, be president. I mean, what the all fuck? my wing ding college boy stuff and all my <laughs> language languaging and medicin and I thought, man. Anyway, nothing. Not, not, not just crickets. And uh, by the wow. way, and thank God it worked out that way. But uh, yeah. yeah, so I was in, you know, 20 from almost 16 years in, in the guard and still doing shit in Manhattan, working in, in the theater and, 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 and doing TV. And then I ended up getting a big break I, in 08, 09. I hosted my own show on history called Warriors. Then I rolled, then it just started rolling. Then I did, then I hosted Shark Week in 2010. I was on a survival show on Discovery called Dude, You're Screwed. Terrible name. Pretty cool show, actually. <laughs> uh, I did a bunch of TV in Prague because my, actually, my, I speak, I can understand German. I don't, I can't tell you I speak German, but I kind of understand it. But I, my, my language in SF was Czech. So I, I, oh, really? Okay, cool. Pretty fluent Czech speaker. Yeah. So I did a lot of stuff in Prague. And the whole time I'm doing all this TV shit as my civilian job, I'm still rolling and training right, and yeah. going with an SF team. And uh, now I, you know, I retired in 2016. I got divorced. I have no kids. So I'm going to die alone in a VA hospital. Um, <laughs> and I host, uh, it's fine. It's fine, dude. It's fine. Just, maybe, <laughs> you come down in my house anytime, there. man. You can come hang out. You can out. come there and DC the IV, Eric. All right, cool. That's good. It's a good deal. Yeah. Take just that, take Nick. Take that, Nick. You don't get to do that. Yeah. Screw you, Nick. Uh, and then <laughs> so I, now, I, now I host a show. I just got done filming season five. Um, called Hollywood Weapons. It's on the Outdoor Channel. You can see it on Amazon, stuff like yeah, that. And it's definitely. a really, yeah, really yeah. fun show. So that's my story, uh, you know. Well, thanks for hanging out, and I uh, appreciate you, Jeff. No, I can't. <laughs> so, so, so there this it is. is. Gonna, this is going to head south so quickly, isn't yeah. it? So there's, all right. So before I start asking some of the, the, the shit that I, I know we really want to get into, um, you know that guy Louisville Gun on Twitter? Yeah, him? yeah, yeah. Okay, well, he sent me a little care package, and it's uh, I'm going to open that up. Well, I already opened it, but he sent this Kalamut Farms, which I've never had because it's, I don't know. I've never seen it in a bar, and I try not to buy shit that's like 80 bucks or up without trying it. So here's my opportunity right. to try it. So, all right. Hey, thanks, Mr. Louisville Gun. I know you don't like your name being shared, so we won't do that. Yeah, I've, uh, I've actually talked to him. He's a really, he's really cool, cool guy. Dude. Yeah, he's pretty cool. You know, let's talk about that real quick. Okay. Let's talk about let's talk about our Twitter circle. Um, yeah, that's the reason why I'm talking word for it. Yeah, Twitter, <laughs> Twitter dysfunctional family. Yeah, but uh, can I tell you, man? Though, like, Twitter is you know, I I think I joined Twitter in like right at like 2010. I don't know, 2012 or something. Yeah, I don't 2010 know. 2010 was the first time I was on. Yeah, that. and I think I yeah I was doing I I, I just that's I was good. doing some stuff for Discovery like Shark Week, and I was on. I end up being on Fox on red eye on greg gutfeld's show yeah, red eye yeah, yeah i became a regular on that i'm on actually i'm going to be i think i'm going to go do a gutfeld show next weekend um yeah, it should be anyway, your show but that's my opinion whatever yes it should he owes all his success to me and i've told him this on tv multiple times <laughs> well, but at least but, you're not wrong i'm not wrong and uh but <laughs> what was my what was my point what were we talking you're gonna about? talk about our twitter circle i told you i was gonna forget i always forget <laughs> hey i'm great at reminders for now i know no no you're very reviews. like on point but right. it's funny because it's so I did I didn't even I had a Twitter account. It was I remember Andy Levy, who was on um, who was one the of the guys on Red Eye. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, he yeah, said, yeah, your name. Twitter thing is awful. I was like, well, I don't use it. Man. You know? 
And then as all the shit started ramping up, kind of, I think I started doing more Twitter when I did the do your screwed thing with discovery. Cause you know, we were kind of keeping track. I don't, I don't like Facebook. Yeah. I don't have a personal Facebook account. There's a Facebook page for my show, Hollywood weapons, but I don't do Facebook. I have an Instagram account. I haven't even, I had got to get a new phone a couple months ago. I haven't even signed back into Instagram. I don't care. You're in our fucking group chat on signal and you don't even know it. I don't, yeah, I don't even know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 yeah. Not, I'm, I'm a year away from being a boomer, but I'm a bit boomerish. <laughs> and uh, so you guys can, you guys can suck it. But I, um, <laughs> but Twitter has been something really cool in a way. There's a lot of bad people on Twitter. There's a lot of people who want to destroy you. Oh, yeah. We've had that happen to our group. We've had people oh, yeah. come in and try to Absolutely. try to blow us up. But man, I think, and and you know, I mean, you and I have never met in the same room, but I feel like I know you, and I yeah, feel that exactly. way about yep. so many other people. That it's really been a good, we have, and, and, and we've been called all of us, you know, the, whatever you used to be called goon Twitter. Yeah. I think we're going to be called murder cult going forward. Yeah, murder cult's excited. coming. Murder which cult I'm pretty is excited about. Thanks, With two Red. V's, not, not use. Oh no, yeah, yeah, no yeah. use. It's, it's murder cult. Yeah, I can't wait. To, Red better send me some fucking swag for that. I'm, I'm sure he will. But, but it's, you know, and again. A lot of you guys, I know, you know, you're, you're open with your name. Some guys I know that are, you know, that they use pseudonyms and I know who yeah. they are. Some guys, I don't know who they are. I would walk by, right. I wouldn't know. I'd walk by, I'd walk by them yep. on the street. I wouldn't know who they were, but it's, <clears throat> but I feel like there's a really good support system on our group, you know, and that's yeah. kind of right. I, I, that's how I feel like it's, a, yeah, it's pretty I, fun it's, to check uh, in. Demp always, you know, Demp, you're, oh. <laughs> You're uh, the other combatant commander in your war, the great possum wars, Demp. But he, he always he, he make- wisely backed down because <laughs> he wisely backed down. He wisely backed down because he knew that I was going to murder his family if he prosecuted the possum war. And and I just said, I go, dude, I don't want to make you a widow. I don't want to do it's it. True. But he always makes the uh, the observation that like, you know what, joke for, jokes aside or whatever it is we do on this this fucking hell site. But if it's 3 a.m. and and I have to call someone or one of them has to call me, we're just going to get in the truck. No questions asked and we'll go. Well, you funny you I mean? say that about Demp. Uh, it was a couple days ago. I reached out to him and it was a real offer. I said, hey, are you OK? Because if you're not. Yeah. Get up to the Outer Banks so and stay here in my in my, you know, in my stoner hovel. You're welcome to come. And uh he was, I said, I mean it, you know, if you need to go, if you need, if you need to get yeah. out, just bring your boy and your wife and all. And he's like, I think we're good. And I meant that. And he would do the same for me. Yep. Absolutely. And there's just a lot of good people on Twitter. And so what I've done, I've, I used to get into arguments with people, especially about politics because they're snarky and they're, and I, I can't stand the American left because they're, they're just, they're everything they built, everything they talk about is based on a lie. But instead of it is. Well, it is. It is. It's, it's bullshit. But here we go. But, All right. but 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 like, you know, so what I instead of doing that, what I've done is I don't follow people that I don't like. I just don't I don't follow. I, I generally don't interact with people like I have people yeah. lob shit at me. And I just think the easiest it. way to do it. And you've got way more popularity and visibility than some of us do, obviously, because if but yeah, that's true. You know, what? Just, you yeah. don't have to argue with fucking people on the Internet. You don't have to. No, you don't have to. And there's, you're also not, there's nothing I'm going to say that's going to convince exactly. them. Exactly. There's never been and, an argument won on the internet. Did you know that? I mean, too? like I've had people point stuff out to me and if I, if it's, I'm like, oh, good point. That's okay. Yeah. Fair point. Like I'm not, you know, my ego is not that big that I wouldn't right, do that. Right, but, right. but most of the people on the left are not interested in arguing in good faith. Right. So they're not really, they're not doing that. They're trying to do a got you thing and say, what about this? Or, and, and, and it, you just go into this this weird hyperloop that it just, it's just, yeah, just get out. It's just, it's so I've tried to restrict it. Basically I post, I mean, Larry's back there sleeping. Yeah. Fucking Larry. 
so I think most of my, my best Twitter work comes from posting my various, you know, rescue dogs that I've had over the years. Yeah. Way more interesting. Than and Larry's that. new to the party, right? Larry's relatively new. My father, uh, God bless him. My father died in September. So, um, and I was last, not living at the year. beach. Yeah. Yes. This oh, past yeah, September. yeah. That was a rough time. I remember for you. It was a bad time, dude. Yeah. And you know, I was basically, I moved in with my parents, uh, cause I was living at the beach, but I, I still, you know, thank God, man, these last even five years I got out of the army, I spent a lot of time with my mom and dad, which was, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't get to do that before either. I was in yeah. the army deployed or I was living in New York. I was married. Yeah. And the last, and these five years since 2016 ish, I spent so much time with my mom and dad and I spent time at the beach. But last year I basically lived with my parents and we took care of my dad while he died. And it was a gift. I lost all yeah. my jobs. Like everything went away because of COVID. Yep. Filming was, filming was gone. My, you know, my teaching jobs gone, Bob, all gone. And at first I was like, God, what the fuck? But then I, and as my dad continued to get worse, it was a gift because I got to spend time with him in a way yeah. that, you know, some people, some people, man, their loved one goes out the door and dies in a car. They don't get to say goodbye. I was with him and it was painful, man. Like, you know, when you, you don't think, you don't really think about the idea that you're going to have to get in the shower with your dad and wash him or wipe yeah, his butt crazy. or cut yeah. his food and feed him. And, and, oh. and every waking hour you have to be on top of him. And it was really crushing my mom too. Uh, and it was painful. And I, I, I do remember my dad, my dad, my dad, by the way, was anything good I've done in my life, anything I've done where I didn't fuck up. I was, I was successful. I did the right thing. I owe that to my, my parents and my, my mother and my father and any of my mistakes, my myriad mistakes, that's on me because they already, I knew what the, I knew what the right answer was. Yeah. I'm the same way. If we're honest, right. I'm honest. I mean, right. If you're raised right, and, if, we're and, honest. If, you're, if you're raised right, yeah. you know, you know, when you're wrong. Right. Yeah. I think it's another problem in the country, too, because uh, I'll be all over the road. Let's just stop me. So nope. I think We're one of the problems in the country going. is that, you know, we, we have a constitution that gives you maximum freedom. And it was really designed, though, for people who were, according to the founders, were like have, have you know, are religious and moral. Yeah, I would just even break that down to are you raised right? Right. So if you have if you have people in the, in the country that are don't understand civil behavior, that's the civil contract, which is just an unwritten way of, to respect mutual right, respect. Right, right, right. contract, all that good shit. You have people that are animals. You have people that are just absolutely, <laughs> completely just, you know, basically sociopaths. The government, it's not going to work because you have to have people who actually have a baseline set of good behavior. And we don't have that anymore. We don't have that. And so that's, I think, a, a problem. So... <clears throat> We're talking to Terry Shepard, obviously, on uh, There Will Be Bourbon. There is bourbon going on right now. So, Mr. Louisville Gunn, I finally poured the, I don't even know how to say this word, Calumet Farms, uh, it, but it's actually really fucking delicious. I'm surprised. I may have to go and buy a bottle. Um, so, how now, absolutely gay, how, but how absolutely gay am I? Gay meaning G H E Y. G H E Y, yes. G H E Y is just, just to clarify for our, as for Braxton our friends. spells it, yeah. Yes, Braxton says, and also not to offend Tiago, uh, Tiago, oh, yeah. our, gay, well, our gays are. Yeah, the gays are G-A-Y, gay. That's G-A-Y. Like legit, legit gay, but yes. Legit gay, yeah. Like, very gay. Like full, like full on homo. Like, and, he, and, I, and by the way, a lovely human being. We love very, him. Great, great man. He's such a cool. And by the way, you're drinking bourbon and I'm drinking sugar-free lemonade. So who's the loser? This guy, right? How here. the fuck? That that's by definition, not lemonade. Lemonade requires it's not, it's not. There's real lemon. There's real lemon juice in it, though, Eric. It's just that's not lemon juice, juice, then, not lemonade. <laughs> all right. So there you listen, go. Uh, listen, we oh, can wait, how gay are you all day. 
Is that what you meant? Like, how gay are you that you're drinking sugar? Well, how lame is it that you're sitting there hitting the bourbon? I'm drinking, you know, sugar-free lemonade. Hey, and you know what else? Before we get there, another treat from Mr. Louisville Gun is uh, this Buffalo Trace bourbon cream, which I've had at the distillery. He also sent this. Also delicious. Um, That'll be later for sure but anyway all right so now we know who terry is we know all the stuff he's done he's he's a very well accomplished soldier and uh thespian <laughs> i think that's what we'll, i i would like to you I know feel honestly, like you i feel like you were mocking me with that word <laughs> why would i mock you uh, i don't know maybe i'm exactly. maybe i'm self-conscious maybe i'm maybe, maybe i'm insecure are you sagittarius I am. So am I. And that's one of our traits. We're very self-conscious and insecure. So I didn't know that. Well, that makes sense. What's your, when's yeah. your birthday? December 17th. Mine's December 4th. God damn. The 4th. Oh, so you and, uh, you and Mr. Jay-Z share a birthday. Did you know that? I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't know uh, that. You both are very, uh, well-versed in your lyrical acumen i'm sure <laughs> whatever uh, that, that, that would have been I, I have been known to i have been known to spit rhymes my oh, oh you've got bars yes i do <laughs> no all right no, no i don't no you don't no, have I any don't. bars all right anyway uh so all right so look so you know who terry is right he he's not just some dude that's going to just spout off uninformed or just a product of ideology or any of that shit all right so obviously uh, someone who before he even entered the army was, you know, pretty well, uh, pretty well read, actually went to school, still decided to choose the path of the military, you know, and, and very, what year did you join? Was it 88? 88, man. Okay. October 88. So, uh, fuck. Cause I kind of want to know what, I know it was, you had no idea or no, you had no desire to serve the country. You wanted to be those green berets that you saw, but it was 88. So, just what was going on in the that world? Was, yes, no, no, no. It was, it, it right. was, it, I mean, look, dude. It was a kind of a, it, you know, it's a kind so of. That's the end of Reagan, right? It was the end of Reagan, right? Yeah. So you know, Reagan, right? That was the last year of Ronald Reagan, and I was, you know, I was. My father uh, was conservative. Uh, yeah. My mom was conservative, just kind of by default. She's not particularly political, but my dad is, you know, one of these hardworking conservative kind of guys, very patriotic. Um, I, I just wasn't particularly, you know, I was, you know, I was in college and I played, you know. I was a football player too. UNCW mm-hmm. had a really small football team then. And I played then. I played since fifth grade. So I was an athlete. Yeah. I was in a fraternity. I was president of my fraternity, SAE. Oh, so you bought and, your friends. That's cool. You know, that's not cool because in UNCW, <laughs> the fraternities were the weirdos. Like it was not a fraternity squeeze. So my baseball coach in college said, you're not allowed to, he told us we're not allowed to join fraternities because we don't pay for our friends. <laughs> and your college anyway your, all right go your, ahead. your coach can go fuck himself but I, but i but i also but i understand that's a typical thing it was a lot of fun i met a lot of cool guys i'm still no, i believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was, it you, was you still it had was to good. pay for it yeah 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 thanks so <laughs> anyway, you're an idiot you're a fucking idiot so so but 88 was like you know it was kind of still you know that was kind of the good times in america you know it was kind of like tv and music mtv was still mtv and yeah Lots of good cocaine was floating around and there was like, you know, we'd come through, you know, the seventies were an absolute mess. Like we had the energy crisis with Carter. We had the Iran, you know, Iran. And and then here comes Reagan and comes in and just like, you know, he just kind of starts really, really doing well. And I just, you know, I I don't know, man, it wasn't, but it wasn't like a, it wasn't a wartime at all. Right. It wasn't like, you know, in 1988, there was no, at least to my 
sort of unslick college mind, you know, that I didn't see some conflict coming down the road that I, that I had to get in on, you know, the guys, I mean, I also give a lot of credit to the cats who, you know, who joined, you know, young guys who joined after 9-11. I mean, I came back in after 9-11. Yeah. I've been out right, for four right. and a half years. Dude, yeah. I didn't shoot a gun for four and a half years. I got out in like June of 97. That's fucking And October right 01, now. I'm back in the army, you know? And so the only thing I did do was I did stay in shape. You know, I trained a lot. Yeah. I did a lot of like Muay Thai and I never got fat. You know, I just yeah. was always kind of, you know, staying Was it in easy shape. for you to come back in or were they, did you get a fucking- It was, dude, it was hat. so, it was so easy. Like That's in good. retrospect, I'm not sure how that worked because- I left as an E6. I was they. I was about to go to ANOC, which is the yeah. advanced, you know, non-commissioned It's, it's SLC now, yeah, but yeah, ANOC. Right. So, yeah. and and I just they had the slot for me, and that's when I went and I walked into the sergeant major's office and said, "Hey, sergeant major, I don't want to, I can't take that slot because I'm going to get out." And he was like, "What?" You know, and he, I yeah. was like, "Yeah." I said, "No hard feelings. I I love I love this unit and I love what I'm doing, but I got some other things I want to do." And they they you know he Thespian. tried to convince Thespianism. he tried to convince me for about five minutes, and I was like, "No," but it was cool. So, yeah, I mean, it was, but it was not, you know, in, in the eighties, it wasn't, it didn't feel like it was a wartime, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. We had the Beirut bombing and we but the cold war and all that shit. Like yeah, we had cold war like, was still going on. Yeah. It was and, still Soviets. People forget that. And, I mean, when I joined the army in 88, you know, we were, you know, we were as infantry guys, our whole thing was like, you know, got to fight the commies, you know, and all the mech guys were dealing with, you know, having to go to Germany and, you know, fill the mm. full, the gap when the, when the, yeah. When the Reds came through. So it was a different time that we did have a looming enemy in the Soviets, right? And and, and those countries. But, but in 1991 but, or 99, yeah, 90, right? Came down. 90. Yeah. Came yeah. Down. So yeah. What the hell was that fucking transition like? Like, hey, go to go hang out in the desert and get ready to save my freedom for me. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Gulf and then the Gulf. And here's a funny Did that come out of nowhere or were you guys like training for it was or? kind of it was kind of out of nowhere because, you know, we were we were we'd actually been training. We were on DRF one, which in the 82nd means like all your shits packed at Green Ramp, basically. So the guys like, that know, just showed up to Kabul basically is what you were doing. Right. Just exactly. Now. Like okay. you're you're the package that goes. Yeah. You're yeah the package right. that's supposed to get anywhere in the world within 24 hours. And so we happened to be on DRF one and. I remember we were at Bennigan's, dude. Bennigan's in <laughs> yeah, that fucking place on Yadkin Road. The, yeah, a fucking, bunch of uh, the Monte Cristo sandwich was my jam. God, I love. I that worked place. at Ben. I, I was a Bennigan's waiter in college. Yes, and they're all closed now. Isn't that suck? Fuck, I End of an era, Eric. Eric. End of an I era. loved Bennigan's. That was play- okay. Anyway, but you know, next thing you know, we're like, <laughs> we got to come back, and then we're leaving. You know, and I I got sick. I was I had some kind of weird flu. I was hooked up to an IV on the bird going into Germany. I was like, I felt so gross, so sick. Yeah, did you, I have, did you have COVID? Funny... Yeah, no, I don't <laughs> think so. I don't think so. I don't think it was around then. I think it was some other, some other awful, awful uh, virus coming. You had COVID ninety. Is that what it was? I had, no, I no, I, I it was. This is COVID nineteen. This is COVID one. I had COVID oh, COVID one. Okay, okay. COVID one. I again, <laughs> groundbreaker. Yeah, you're welcome. Patience. You're welcome. Thanks a lot. You're Thank welcome. You. I took, Thank I took, I took that for the team, <laughs> but you know, here's a funny thing. You know, I've never, you know, I, I've up until that point, as far as, you know, going anywhere foreign, I'd gone to Puerto Rico cause we did this ocean venture and I'd gone to Panama. Right. So I'd never been to the middle East at all. And I remember, man, we were, were you know, it was a C as a C110. Was it 110? Is that 110? C110, the old jet ones. C110. 130. Right. Is that the C110? 
I just know as a C-130, they've got jets, but, you know, you do. No, C-130 are the prop planes. It's a C. There was one oh, that the looked jet, like a C-130, the C- but it had jets. God damn, oh, I can't remember the name C- of it. That's uh, yeah, all I know is the other is a C-17. C-17. I don't know, whatever. Anyway, we have come you in. Know, you've probably been on more planes than mine. So. I have. I've jumped out a lot of really, really rickety shit, too. But <laughs> So I remember landing. I, I, that's going to bug me. I don't remember the name of that plane. But anyway, we. I remember la- I remember flying over it as we're coming down. We we're going to Saudi Arabia. All I looked down through the little, you know, the little window, I could just see just rolling dunes. I was like, what the fuck, man? I had never seen anything like this. Uh-huh. And then boom, you land. So like the English patient, that movie, right? Yeah, like, it's dude, which by the way, yeah. a great movie. So I just got uh, forced to watch it two weekends ago. You didn't like it? It's about two hours too fucking long. It's long. It's yeah. long. <laughs> but it was good. It's it was long. a good movie. But anyway, but it's yeah. good. Rolling it's dudes. Good. Got it. Yeah. Ray Fiennes is fantastic. So yeah, he is. He was fucking pretty good. So the plane lands, you know, here's a bunch of these Joes with our rocks and all this shit, right? Just, you know, it's an awful fucking trip. And then, it, you know, the plane turns at the end of the ramp. And as it's come down, the ramp goes down. I hate that. That's an actual thing. sound right there. That's that, and that actually, that's, if, if that's the sound you always hear when you're getting ready to jump. And I actually hate that noise. But the ramp goes down and all of a sudden this super hot dry wind just comes comes rolling into the plane and just suck the moisture out of your eyeballs and i remember picking up the ruck i was with <laughs> steve deaton and we're walking off the thing i go dude we're not in the u.s and he goes no we're not and it was like you know we were there for like nine months man yeah that's like landing in fucking kuwait or qatar in the summer same shit I'd never i would never i would never yeah. been in a place like that you know like the smells of it Yep. the sights of it like and by the way that part of the world has probably the most beautiful sunsets i've ever seen you know but and the sunrise or well and the and the moon when you can get around it see some full yeah moon action, yeah yeah know, there's like. there's i mean people talk shit about the middle east um i love it i, love it. I really I, do I, I i i don't dislike it at all man and i think i also think this too i'm gonna go ahead and say this i think that the Arab culture, while it has some some certain weaknesses in it too, but one of the strengths of the Arab culture, I think, is the generosity. I feel like, yeah. right? They will. Yeah. These people will will just give. If you enter their home, they're gonna they're gonna go kill a chicken and cook it. For yeah, you. they go out of their way. They go out of the way, and I think way. that I think that that is a desert culture thing, because again, it's like the Bedouin and and, and right, it, Bedouin. It, 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 because to think about it, being generous is a survival strategy because you may need that help. You may be lost or you may be out of water. You may be having a hard time. And that person who sees you is going to help you out. I felt like I dealt with that when I was in Alaska filming the show, like we were driving somewhere and this the wheel came off of this truck. We were in, we were in the middle of the Denali. Like, what the, like, dude, we're going to die. Not die. But it was like, pretty bad. and this, and this dude comes by, this old white guy comes by with his, with his uh, Indian wife, you know, is like, you know, and, and he comes, he just doesn't know us, man. He pulls up, he goes, you boys, you guys okay? You know, and like, well, we told, and he goes, well, I'm going to get, get in the truck. I'm going to take you back to where you started from. And like, he doesn't know me from anybody. So it's like, I think that's, that's an old, old school culture. And, you know, yeah, my grandma cause... was that, my grandma was that way from Ireland. Like, if you come into her house, you're going to eat. She's going to feed you. Yeah. She's going to feed you. I think this. So I think there's good things. There's good things about that culture. There's good things about all cultures, really. But I mean, oh, well, yeah. And so to touch on what you just said about the guy in Alaska, um, as the fucking giants just pissed me off already. Um, you gotta let you gotta let go of them, dude. You gotta let go of them. They're in first place. Ah, anyway, who cares? No, I think like we've we've shifted away from that because it, it's almost so weird that we're so connected as a society now through social media and internet and all, but. 
Um, there is no part of me that would pick up a fucking stranger on the side of the road in 2021. You know what I mean? Like something. Exactly. Right. And why is that? Why is that? You're right. That's a really good point. That's a, that's a profound observation. Something's changed. Yeah. And that's huge. And I I wouldn't, it's not just California. It's it's Tennessee where my family is. It's it's Florida where my family is. It's everywhere. Everywhere. It's not, it's just a product of unfortunately our society that, you know, there are still pockets of this country where they sleep with the, the their cars unlocked and their fucking doors unlocked on their house and all that shit. I would never do that here. Never. Yeah. Never no, do no, it. You wouldn't. No. I also, it, wow, that's a really, it's a really very, very, uh, that's a profound observation. And, and something else you said kind of clues at that. We're all connected like in a insane amount of ways now electronically with, with, yep. with the digital world. Right. Yet I feel mm. like, I feel like as people, we tend to be almost more estranged from each other. I just, I just feels to me, there's an isolating, um, an isolating effect of this kind of technology that you can be in your own world and, you know, you don't really have to interact with so you could email, yeah. you could electronically mail them. Electronic mail. Right there. Yeah, I told, by the way, for your audience, I just let Eric know today that email stands for electronic mail. And he I didn't know, know that. That's crazy. I had no, no idea. That's fucking nuts. That is, but fuck- yeah, Did I you know like what DM is a direct message did you know that no i thought it was dungeon master no no it's not dungeon master it is <laughs> by, by the way t- by the way it we is dungeon master that. just so you know it is also dungeon dungeon. yeah we never fucking played the, the dungeons yeah we we have there's so many things we got to do but <laughs> kind of slack dude like when i'm not working like i'm one of those dudes i don't know about you man and maybe it's an old age thing now i don't think i ever, i don't think i was this way but I, i'm this way now when i'm working like i'm go 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 like when i'm filming dude it's non-stop and i'm like tired but it's like busy if i'm teaching like i, I in a couple of weeks i go down to robin sage i'm teaching down there boom 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 but when i come out to the beach nobody can waste time better than me like i will <laughs> days will go by i'll get fucking nothing i i have so much i have to do around the house i haven't done it haven't done it <laughs> i just lay around with the dog i I talk to the dog. I get up. I, I walk the dog. I just find other. I just go lay out Fucking in the sun. Larry. Maybe yeah. I'll go work out. I'm just it's the beach. Kidding. I think it's the beach that's doing that to you. It's making you softer. <sighs> yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. You've already lived a hard life, right? You've done some hard shit. Well, that's what I joke around with my girlfriend, too. I'm like, I don't. Oh, you got a babe? I, yeah, yeah. I have a really Hell great girlfriend, yeah. man. I've had, she's been, we've been together like five years, man. She's, oh, sweet. You know, She's yeah. from down here. So yeah, she's, the, it's funny. Cause I, I, I piss her off. Cause I'm like, it's, I say to her, I say, I, I just, I piss, I just fuck with her. I'm like, you know, it's too bad, Chris, that, uh, it's too bad. I met you when I'm pretty close to dying because I, just, <laughs> I, I go, you're actually like, I, I go, you're like the nicest gal I've really ever met. And it's, it's, it's too late. It's kind of too late. You know? like, I, I got, I didn't got a lot left. I'm on my I'm way kinda, out. I'm kind of dried up, you know, like everything kind of hurts. I just kind of not that motivated to like do anything. And it's like, yeah. you know, yet I met the nicest person I've ever, nicest girl I've ever met, but she, she that's hates good, when man. I say that shit. Well, that's good. I, well, I mean, you're honest again, again, it's, you're honest. I'm honest. By the way, we didn't talk about Larry. Let me tell you about Larry. Something yeah. Tell me about Larry. Larry's Cause then we're going to really open this fucking can. Yeah. Cause so Larry, so I rescue, I'm, I'm involved with, I, I only, adopt senior dogs or like you know like sick yeah. dogs like cancer dogs and people are like oh you're so sweet no it is not altruistic i do this because i can fucking outrun them they cannot run me dude they can't be like seriously 
what's I, I you know i had this old cancer dog this dog ain't gonna get away from me i can just let her out of the, i just let her go she's gonna i'll catch her i'll catch her you know although larry i will say because he's a lab bloodhound mix he's taken off a couple times yeah I'm like, Man, I sure questionable hope he comes, i sure hope he comes back and he does <laughs> But like, yeah, I always, I always, you know, I, I, I try to adopt old dogs and I foster, we just, we had a foster here for a while. Went to uh, one of my good buddies on, on, on Twitter. He's live tracks. He's crazy. He's such a fucking great guy. Um, I haven't seen him on Twitter for a while, but, um, and uh, he's, he's just a great dude. He lives in North Carolina, but yeah. So dogs, I'm into dogs because I just like them. I've always, you know, I've always, it's not, I don't, I don't anthropomorphize them. Like, Oh, I don't put yeah. weird sweaters on them and shit like that, but they're my yeah. friends. They're yeah. my friends. No, and the other I, thing I, I do, I wanted to tell you about, I also teach diving for task force dagger, which is a okay. SOCOM. It's a charity. It's with SOCOM. We do a lot of shit. Like we get guys at the Cleveland clinic. We'll buy tickets for the family. Cause you know, the government's got some weird thing. Well, you're this distance away. We can't find Yeah. Fuck you. We'll get you the tickets to go. Yeah. I mean, serious dude. And so immediate needs, things like that. We immediate needs. We do all this other kind of stuff for, 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 you know, sort of cutting edge therapies for guys for cancer and TBI and everything. But we also do this thing every year in Key West called Dagger Dive, where we bring families in, the guys, the guy, his wife, his children. Because we figure if the guy's, if the guy's broken in any way, his family's probably broken. So you can take yeah. a, you take a married soldier on an elk hunt, you, you know, that's cool. That's really good or something like that. But his wife and his kid need some help. So like we bring them into Key West and all these donors, man, they stay at a hotel for free. It's an awesome place. The, 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 the combat dive, the, the dive school lets us use their pool to do pool stuff with them. So if the guy if, if so we, we, we teach the guy, a lot of the guys already know how to dive because they're soft guys, but like his wife, any kids of his that want to dive, any kids that don't want to dive or too young or that there's organized shit for them the whole week. So like the, the, the couple just really gets to focus on themselves. And at the end of that time, they're certified and they do it as a family. So, but something that's grown out of that, which I'm really been crazy how stuff closes the loop. So a few years ago, we started working, we started doing stuff jointly with uh, East Carolina's um, maritime archaeology program. So here I know, going back to archaeology. So I start off as an archaeology <laughs> yeah. guy, yeah. put all that down. <clears throat> and so we have gone to Saipan a couple years in a row and we found a hellcat wreck that was shot down 75 years ago it was underwater oh shit and we've been excavating it we've been excavating that and the goal is to we brought guys we bought the, some of the wounded guys that we taught over there and you know some of those guys are now becoming dive instructors they've had a whole new lease on life but the goal is to bring back those remains using wounded using wounded special operations guys and so the last day um that we were there last, we couldn't go last year. We couldn't go this year because of COVID. So it's been like, you know, getting on two years. Um, it's, uh, yeah, man, we found the seat of the aircraft buried in the sand. So That's we found this, and that. it was funny. My That's buddy, cool. who's a retired uh, Delta guy, we were dive buddies and we just happened because we're splashing on these targets because the ECU had been there and used the side scan sonar and the magnetometer all in that bay. All in that, it's really shallow water till it drops off into the abyss. And, and people don't realize that this battle for Saipan was an incredibly huge, important battle, right? The Japs threw everything at us because they knew if we took Saipan, we would have a launching platform. Yeah. And yeah. By the way, that's where we launched Tinian, which is right across the way from Saipan. That's where we launched the atomic bomb from. So they gave us everything they had. And, uh, but Mark and I were dropping, we were dropping. Yeah. Yeah. And we, and, fuck, and you know what? Fuck it. We'll do it again. <laughs> Will we? 
No. Yeah, that's okay. you're right. We yeah, won't. We'll get we'll get there. Yeah. So, but and Mark and I, Mark and I, so we have to splash on these targets just to because sometimes it might be a pile of junk. It could be whatever. We were dropping down. I'm looking at the bottom. I tapped him and I went like, "Look at that!" There was a 50 cal machine gun on the under underwater. So I was like, "Holy shit!" And then we find, then carved by crawl, you can see a piece of an engine cowling and some. It's crazy. So we're like, "Holy shit!" We found a wreck. We had, long story short, there was a guy. We went. We got in touch with DPAA, the remains people in Hawaii. They're like, "Yeah, we lost the guy there." So we're going to. We're going to bring him back using cool. wounded guys. Imagine so, going to their doorstep and going, hey, here's your great grandfather who was shot down. Oh, family. shit. That's fucking awesome. So like, th- so that brings me to this question, because before I forget it, because I, re- I want to really get your, your take on a lot of other shit. Um, but have you seen that movie Greyhound with Tom Hanks? No, I heard it was good. So that it ties into what you're saying. Like, I, I cannot have fucking imagine how much shit is under the water just in the Atlantic. Never mind the All Pacific. The t- Dude, but, so much, so much stuff got sunk over the, over I, all the course of history. Yeah, like the, the so that that movie obviously is about the largest battle in the Atlantic or whatever at the time, but it just talks about all. It's it's not like oh yeah, we lost a few hundred ships during World. No, tens of thousands, tens of fucking thousands. The Wolf Pack, the the German Wolf yeah. Pack, were just that's in that movie, man. It's they it's, were just destroying everybody, and the only reason we got them, by the way. So Admiral Donuts was the guy who created the wolf pack mm. and the way of hunting with these submarines to just, to just, he was using psyops just, through the radios and shit. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. <laughs> the only reason we got those guys is we cracked their code. And once we had that, then we knew where they were and then it right. was over for them. Then we saw, and it was a great, I, I had a, I had a U-boat phase for a while. I was constantly reading books about U-boats. <laughs> like there's a great book called iron coffins written by a German guy who survived it. There's uh, a bunch of, yeah, yeah there's, there's a U-boat commander. Like, I always found that I found that part of the of war fascinating, but you're right. Nuts. There's tons of wrecks and there's, there's dude, there's wrecks off of, there's U-boat wrecks off the coast of North Carolina. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like yeah. <laughs> there's, and there's thousands, like there's so much shit. We'll never, so find. much stuff got sunk. Like, so much, so, so many people deep. died. So many people died. Uh, yeah. That's the other thing they talk about is like the amount of deaths lost out like 96,000. Unbelievable. Oh, and that's a shitty, I, dude, that's no a wants, fucked that's up a, way to fucking die, man. That's a terrible way to end it. Yeah. Yeah, oh. for sure. God, it's just yeah. So all right, all right. So we talk about that shit out there. Hey Frank, what's up? So you talk about dogs. I'm, I'm in the cats at this moment, man. We got, I like cats. Cats are cool, man. Yeah, we just saved this little guy on June 30th. His name's Frankie. He's a he's a tuxedo. Well, his name was Francois, and I was like, we're not gonna have a fucking French cat. His name's Frank. You could call him Francois. Nah, it's yeah. fucking. It's been changed to Francis, and it's now Frank. All right, so Francis grand- is better. Yeah, my 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 uh my dad's middle name and my grandfather's name on my dad's side is was Francis. So he's Francis. that's my confirmation name. So that's a good name. Yeah, he's not fucking Francois. He's Frank, but he's the sweetest little thing in the world. We rescued him from the clink. You know, I like to bail out animals, so that's what we did. Well, he's yeah, down here. Cats right are now. funny. The thing is with cats, I never I never grew up with cats because my mom grew up I didn't in either. Harlem. Yeah, my mom allergic. grew up in Harlem, so for her, cats are like these feral, crazy animals. Same with dogs. She's afraid <laughs> of dogs, and then she became the biggest dog person. But like until I lived with someone who had a cat, I was like a ah, cat, take him or leave him. And then that's are fucking cool. Cats. Are, well, here's the thing with cats. And this is what the anti-cat people, if you're a pro dog person, but you hate cats, you're doing the wrong thing. What you have <laughs> to do is you can't look at a cat in terms of a dog. Like right. they're not the same animal. So no. they think differently. Their biology is different. Like you just have to, if you look at a, do- a cat and say, well, he ain't like my dog. Well, then they're going to let you down. But if you look at a cat as what a cat is, then I think yeah. they're wildly entertaining. And it's oh, funny because yeah, if, cool if cats were like, 
if you if your house cat if that Frank right there Francis grew like 150 pounds he would fucking murder you <laughs> oh, God. he'd probably he do it right you. now if i let him you know what i mean he, yeah, he would murder you like yeah. those they're killers dude like they're just waiting for you to turn their back they're like this yeah, yeah. This is a little it. Bit i got him i got that muscle a little bit bigger I'm, I'm getting on the back of that neck and breaking that vertebrae <laughs> And then dragging so him true. up to a tree and eating them. That's so true. That's great. <laughs> I gotta tell Maddie that shit when we're done. Don't That's kill funny. you. Cats will kill. Will. A cat will kill you if he could. Yep. And he won't care. He won't even care. He's like, they oh. love to kill shit. They're born yeah. to kill. They're, they're, what they're born doing. To kill. They're fucking killers. Dogs, on the other hand, they're just like, oh man, let's. What do you want to do today, human? Dogs are like, hey, we're, we're on the same team, right, chap? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Cats are like, fuck you, man. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I was a little bit bigger. I'd freaking. Yeah. The, the way they show their love though, is all, it's always on their terms, which I like. I kind of like, it's kind of, yeah, I know though. They're cool. They're cool animals. They are cool. All right, man. So we've, we've watched some, and, and I got to frame all this stuff very carefully on my end at this point, but yeah, we've watched some, uh, know. you know, the culmination, I guess, was the speech today from the, from the president, but we've watched some Awful. shit take fold. Uh, over the last two weeks from uh, some um, a guy like yourself that, who's got the background that you've done, have the, who's done the things you've done who's been in the places you've been what is your overall take of just the last two weeks in afghanistan so yeah but i i think i think what you see in afghanistan is a bigger is a bigger window into what's happening. And I, I do think in a way you are seeing the decline of American empire. I do think that, and I don't mean to be grim about it, but I think that doesn't mean it can't change into something else or, or right. be reborn or do something else. But currently what we were is no, that's not what we are anymore. And you've now seen the, you're seeing the culmination of literally decades, decades of, educational and political indoctrination so that you have half the country that kind of despises the country, isn't really a big fan of it and, and has been told and they bought the lie that we're a terrible, awful, racist country. And, you know, if you're white, you have to feel guilty about being white. If you're successful, you got to feel, feel guilty about being successful. If you're a black person and you're not on the left, you're a white supremacist. And it's like, it's, it's, we, you know, decades of this. So you yeah. now have, this is what happens when you have foreign policy being dictated by Wesleyan grads who have poli sci degrees or they go to George Washington or, or, or like Georgetown or, you know, uh, you know, they go to the Kennedy School and they have they write these white papers that are taken up by politicians. And that's that's dictating policy right now. And, I, you know, I work with State Department people in my in my uh, in my capacity as an SF guy uh, doing JSETs, especially, you know, take JSET is where we go over and train. Yeah our militaries and stuff like that um it's joint combined exercise for training and and i i there was good state department people but i will say they generally are they tend to run pretty liberal and i i always felt like they kind of looked at us like the knuckle draggers that they just had to tolerate they liked what we gave them they liked the sf product but i feel like they always sort of felt like they knew better they knew more and i think these are just not serious people they're not serious people they're not they're not they, they deal in the world of what they wish it would be, not what it is. Academia. And, you know, that's another sheltered by I, I call it insulation of Western security shielded by academia. That's right. That's that's right. And I remember I was talking to, to Nick Guy on, on his podcast like gosh, yeah. a couple of years, forever ago. Probably I remember saying half, this. Yeah. 
here's the thing. Here's the thing about the left, which is the problem with them. And I, we were talking about this in the army. So if you're in, if you're in the army, if you're in the, again, I'm talking about the combat military, the rest of the military, I'm going to again, say it, it's a job. It's a job. It's mostly a job. You're probably not going to get stitched up. You might be inconvenienced here and there, but in general, you did not sign. That's the difference. We have the kind of military by design. I want to talk about this too, is why people don't understand what's going on because for most people, this entire 20 year conflict has been pretty much a news story. Right. Right. And this is the they quote have- I used to talk about how I couldn't wait to talk to you because you're right. 20 years and you go down the side of the, wall, the, the street and you ask someone the name, anybody who's died in the global war on terror, and they probably can't name it. And that's no. not a bad thing, but it's a, it's, 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 it's important. But it's something to note because yeah. it actually mean, it means something's going on with the country, right? Yeah. It means that there's a certain certain system that, that is doing this this thing. And before I, you go on, Terry, yeah. the president I noticed today said there's if you're 20 years old, you don't know a country that's not been at war. And that just blew my fucking mind. I'm like, are you <laughs> someone yeah. wrote that? Someone yeah. wrote that. Somebody someone wrote that. Wrote that. Yep. That that way that got Come in on. there. Come on. That got in there. That got in there. So we have we have and, and you know people are imperfect. We are flawed. So thus any human institution will be flawed, including like yeah. the Catholic Church, which I'm a member of. It's like it's run by humans. So that means it's gonna go off the rails and get fucked up. So like yeah. I think that you know, we we don't see what's happening is really just it's it, what, what's happened in Afghanistan for these 20 years, and especially in this kind of last culmination of, of what happened right now, and it was so bad, it's just, we're, we just, we are really lost our way. We don't really, and I'm not saying that from a position of superiority, but I'm telling you, like when I was talking to Nick, I said, here's the funny thing about, we said, we were laughing about the woke military people who come out and then they yeah. become these left-wing firebrands. And, and I'm like, listen, dude, I get it. But here's what I would say to you. You may have been left wing before. Again, regular mil- the 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 sit behind a desk military. I'm not talking to you, but I'm talking about the combat guys, the combat arms, right? You, 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 pogues, no. But like the regular, the people who actually do the fucking <laughs> killing and shit. Like you may have been a left wing person before you came in. You may have been a left wing person while you were in the military, and or you may have become one when you got out. But here's what you can't look me in the eye and tell me that left wing principles are used to affect in the combat military. There's no such, because combat is the ultimate reality, right? There's, we can agree on that, that, that that is a real harsh reality. There's no, you can't color it. You can't filter it. You can't, can, you can just, you can't, it is what it's right in front of you, dude. And it's like literally life and death. So if combat is the ultimate reality and left-wing principles do not work in combat, therefore left-wing principles are not grounded in reality. They're grounded in a an artificial construct that like kind of what you were saying too, you know, you kind of like, you're in a hive, you're kind of covered, yeah. you have all these, all these constructs in front of yeah. you that are, you're able to kind of live in like the academic world, which is completely not based in reality. But in the real world, there's wolves and there's teeth and there's sharp edges and they come at you really fast. And I think what's happened now is, you know, this is by design too. I mean, the left loves this because- Do you think they so? Want, they, yes, they do. Because, because this is, what is this doing right now? It's making Americans so mad at other Americans. It's, it's made some Americans, you can't talk to, like, you know, if you say something about, hey, guys, are you happy with the way Biden did this? They'll just say, but Trump, okay? Or like, or like I have a member of my family who's a left-wing person. 
And we've gotten into some very strong arguments. I still love them because they're my, they're my family member. But yeah. I said to him, I said, I said, Hey dude, I go, tell me you're cool with the idea. Whether you, I get it. You don't like Trump. Got it. Cool. No problem. Right. But are you cool with the idea that the FBI broke the fucking law to take him down? Cause they did. They, they filed illegal FISA warrants to take, they wiretapped, they bragged about it. Comey bragged about it. Are you cool with that? And he was kind of like, whoa, so you are telling, so you are telling me. It's what team are you on? What team are you on? You're not on the team of the United States anymore. You're on your own personal team. You're on your own personal facts. Because now we're not, not someone said this on the internet the other day. I can't give credit because I can't remember who it was. So I'm not taking credit for it, but somebody said. If it's good, I'll take credit for it. Eric said, (laughs) and I quote. And I quote, <laughs> Eric said, we're not a country of laws anymore. We're a country of political will. And ah, I was like, that's oh, I didn't fuck- say that. That wasn't me. That's fucking. Perf- yeah, I, I knew you didn't. So, but <laughs> no, I, that's I, was willing to, I was willing to give it to you. But <laughs> if you don't want to take it, don't take it. But that's what I'm saying. So like, are you cool with, I told him, I told him, I said, are you cool? With, are you cool with the idea that the IRS can go after people that were, that weren't cool with Obama? Yeah, like, right. are you cool with right. the CIA? And people forget it goes both ways at some point. Well, that's, but that's, see that, but but see that generally the right hasn't done that as far because like, wow, they got to play by the rules. Well, you, you're you're yeah. you're talking to people that aren't playing rules, but you're right. I mean, I think the right used to be the here's the funny thing about the left. The left used to rail in the street against the man. Fuck the man. <laughs> don't trust the man. Don't trust the government. Don't trust the CIA. True. Don't that trust was, the FBI. Yeah. And guess what? Now the left. Is the, is the man. man. Look at Rage they Against the Machine. Man. Rage Against the Machine is a perfect example. Yeah, yeah. Rage, Rage Against the Machine. All of us 25 years ago were like, yeah, yeah. fuck you, don't do what you tell me. Those motherfuckers do everything you, they tell you to do. Yeah. Is, and, and, they, and they tweet about it and brag about the fact that they are. They the brag about system. it, right. Like, instead of saying, <laughs> fuck you, I won't do what you tell me, they should be yeah. saying, yes, yes, sir, actually, I will do actually, what you tell Actually, I will, me. though, because you know what? I got older and I got rich, so now I will do what you tell me. <laughs> They're like, they're like, I mean, like, you know, one good thing about the Trump presidency, uh, and I, and listen, I, I remember saying this when I was on Fox before he was elected. Uh, first of all, I called, I called his, I called him winning did on you? the Gutfeld show. Because I only knew one. Did, did you know AJ Delgado? Do you know her? I know who she is. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. We used to, we, we were friends at once. <laughs> like they kind of, she kind of fell out of that whole, right? Well, yeah. That has to do with the whole Jason Miller thing. The, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That I got fucking that. shit bag. Anyway. Yeah. But anyway, so she was the only one of our circle who was like, yeah, Trump train. And I'm like, you, the most fucking conservative chick I've ever met in my life is right. all about Trump. Cause I was in Florida at the time and I, I just, I always loved Rubio. Like he's just who I grew up like. Yeah, I thought I, right? I wanted one of the Cubans. I wanted yeah, him or Cruz. And then I remember uh, uh, you. Pro- I don't know if you know him or interact with him, but uh, Ruben Sanchez already said. Yeah, of course. Okay, he's so great. Ruben Ruben was a big. Uh, who, I think he was a Ted Cruz guy at the time. Anyway, so that was the three of us. We have this picture of us at Ball and Chain down in Miami when the the primary was going on, and it was just like three fucking Republicans walking to a ball or whatever, and we all support someone different. But yeah, she was the only one that I was like, Trump, are you fucking kidding me? Because it is well, all right. I got to remove myself. Uh, but yeah, so you then you were talking about you were calling it for you thought Trump I was, was on. Win. I went on the Gutfeld show about about a month before the election. And I was, you know, it was funny, man. Like I, I'm, I, I am, I'm an idiot and I'm not that smart and I'm not, Same. you know, I'm not, I'm not politically connected or anything, but I live in North Carolina 
and I train with guys, you know, normal dudes, cops, all around North Carolina. And I was actually doing stuff out West. I was filming in Arizona, even in California, yeah. like in Ventura County where guns mm -hmm. were cool. Cause you know, there's horses and guns there. Yeah. And, and I a lot saw of horses in this state. Yeah. And it's, by the way, it's not like California is such a, I'm so bummed for them because it's, it's the most amazing most beautiful place, place I've ever been, man. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I get it. I do. I get it. Yeah. I love where I am now. I've never, I mean, I love being, I, the oceans right there. Like I walk out the oceans right there. That's so true. I can't really complain. Yeah. It's not bad until hurricanes come. Then I'm going to, but, <laughs> but, but like, I, I remember seeing, I remember the primary and, you know, and, and I, you look, I know I, Trump is a thin skinned, ego driven, ruthless business guy. Right. I mean, he's a dick, <laughs> but I remember seeing all this enthusiasm for him. Yeah. Because people were tired of the shit. They're like, we want a different thing. And I just was yeah. like, he's got a shot, man. And I, again, I voted for him. I happily voted for him. I would never, I wouldn't vote for Hillary Clinton literally if you cut my dick off, but I, <laughs> I am with you on that, my friend. I wouldn't. Yeah, I, that was I'd, my give you my, <laughs> I'd give you my small penis. Take it. I don't want it. It, it, it really, it really doesn't, doesn't do much for me anyway. Take it. But I remember thinking he <laughs> yeah, was going to win. We're and taking it. Anyway, I, I, I'm gonna take that motherfucker. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it to Francis. So, Francis, come here, buddy. Francis, I got some. I got a mission for you. He's like, yeah. He's like this, sharpening his claws. Like, yeah, I got Excellent. that guy. <laughs> I remember though, and I was on the Gutfeld show, and he's like, all right, Terry, predictions, and I was like, Trump's gonna win. And Gutfeld looked at me like I had a dick growing out of my forehead. Who did he think? And, yeah, uh, he. I don't know. He didn't think that. He. I mean, yeah. it was by that time it was him and Hillary, right? So he just didn't think Trump was going to win. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah um. Because yeah. And yeah, yeah. and and uh and I remember fast forward to the election night, and I was dad had gone to bed and I was watching it with mom and I was flipping through it the channel. Such a great night out here, bro. I'll tell you it once you're done. Oh, I I want to hear I want to hear oh, about yeah, it. Yeah, I got this. So it was quiet. I was just sitting with my mom. Dad had gone to bed and I was flipping the channels between Fox and CNN and MSNBC. And at some point you started seeing the meltdown when states started coming in. And I looked at mom about 11, I forget what time it was. I looked at mom, I said, he's going to fucking do this. So I texted Gutfeld. I go, I told you. And Gutfeld, <laughs> I hit send. And within like literally five seconds, he goes, you're coming on this Friday. So like, he's like, so he, like he's like, you're coming on this Friday. So he brings me up for the show and he opens his, with his monologue and he goes, okay, Terry, <laughs> go ahead and gloat, you know? And I was I'm like, gonna I'm go not going to gloat, this. dude. I'm not going to gloat for catching something that you didn't see coming, Greg. But I said, I just, I'm telling you, man, I just don't live, you know, you live in, you live in the New York kind of media bubble. You, you, you're surrounded by people who thought this was going to be, I yeah. live out, I live out in redneck land. I'm telling you, man, people had had it. People were tired. Whether you like Trump or not, you, you might want to pay attention to why he won. And, right. and one of the reasons he won was that people were tired of being called racist, bigoted, knuckle dragging assholes by people who knew nothing about them, who never right. spent a day in their life, who never spent. Day, and yet we keep being told, you got to take that. That's who you are. Yeah. F you. This is what you do. And by the way, oh, take yeah. Hillary Clinton because you and so people are like, you know, there was oh, the, the fucking the coastal elitism in this country is is a very real thing. What's coastal, that? Coastal elitism in this country is a very real thing, and it's and it's and it's metastasizing too. And here's it's the worse. other thing: I got much worse. I got in trouble for saying this. I want to hear about election night in California. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, but I got I got I got some people on on Twitter. You know, some you know woke vets coming after me because I said something like, <laughs> "I go the the people fleeing." The, the Democrat liberal states are mercenary, are smart enough 
and mercy enough to realize that their way of life is not commensurate with what they're paying. Like the quality of life is not commensurate with what they're paying, but they're not self-aware or humble enough to actually change their politics. And so they bring those same politics to Arizona. What I'm saying is they're smart enough to realize uh, I'm not getting a lot of money. I'm not getting my money's worth living here, but so they'll, so they'll move somewhere else. So they get that part. They get the money piece. Like this place sucks. I don't want to step over fucking syringe people. I don't want to, da, 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 da. I don't want yeah, to live like no, this. I got this. I'm paying. So they're smart enough to do that, but they're not humble enough or self-aware enough to do some examination and go, well, why did your place that you flee get that way? So instead they import those politics to like Arizona or by the way, we have a lot of it in North Carolina. Bro. And so it's like, it's, ev- it's, it's everywhere. And so that's the thing. So what happened on, ca- on, on well, hold on before that going to what you said, Terry, I've been saying this. I literally argue with Brink about this shit. Cause he's in Florida now. And I, I, I left Florida to come out here, but my fucking parents were part. My parents are like, I'm born in New Jersey. We're from the Northeast. My parents right. were like at the tip of the spear of that fucking Northeast exodus in the eighties down to Florida. Right. Right. And what did all those motherfuckers do when they got to Florida? Exactly what you just said. They start voting blue. All the reasons they left New York, Connecticut, New Jersey, all those fucking reasons they go down to Florida. When we moved to Florida, now the state legislature is still very red. But when we moved to Florida, that was a red state. That state's fucking virtually purple at this point. Yeah, it has it's been right. for the last it's not, eight it's years. Not, it's not and reliably now, red anymore. Yeah, and I sit here and I'm cracking up at these motherfuckers in Texas who are so holier than that. Like, come to Texas. I'm like, are you guys fucking paying attention? Because your They're goddamn state attention. in two more elections is fucking blue. They're not in paying two attention. More elections. And, and if, when that happens, you don't have a fucking possibility of a Republican presidency anymore or a Republican Senate or, or Congress. You have a country that is, at the, that is at the will of those who move into the major cities. That's and right. Exactly what you said. There's this thing, because I, I was a political science major when I went to college, right? And I, it's, it's an old adage. You vote with your feet, but you don't. You actually no. now you take your politics with you and you go and vote how you left with your feet. Right. Right. So you don't want to pay the taxes and no. you don't want to have the, the you want to go to this of- new area that has this haven for you and bring all that shit with you subconsciously exactly. or otherwise. And then you turn it into the exact same fucking place you left. They're like they're kind of like locusts, man. And I, and I don't I don't I tell people I, there's and North Carolina has North Carolina used to be very red. North Carolina is pretty purple now. And, and there's, and that's all by design. And so like, I've, I've had New Yorkers come down here and I'll just say straight up, I go, look, dude, I'm from New York. Don't, don't come here. If you're going to come here, don't bring New York bullshit. Cause we don't want it. We don't. F- and I can say that cause I'm fucking from there. So go away. Yeah. yeah. Like I just, and it's, and it's, but it's also they're they're, they're upfront about it. I mean, there's whole these like turn Texas blue. I mean, that's really what they're doing. They're literally, shit. but why, why do you want to turn a state that you want to be in into something you left? I don't get that. Because, right. because, 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 you, because again, what I said is incredibly smart and prescient. It's that, it's that they're brought not. To you by Terry Shepard. Yeah. Brought to, listen, listen to what I'm saying to you, Eric. Listen, listen, I'm giving you the, I'm giving you the Pope thing here. I'm telling you, these are smart people, but these are not self-aware or humble enough people. They still yeah. are arrogant enough to think, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's California. But, you know, we're going to go to North Carolina. We're going to go to Arizona. We're going to go to New Mexico. We're going to go wherever. Uh, they're going oh, to Idaho. They're- go yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every place is in danger of this. And Texas is Howard one Dean. of the Texas, is, yeah. Texas cracks me up like, yeah, let's start tech. Yeah. Yeah. You better pay attention. The color of fucking Terry's shirt right now. All right. I'm just yeah. Saying. Yeah. I think it's purple. Yeah. Is it purple? 
It's black, but the lighting is. I, by the way, I'm wearing ex umbrus. Oh, are board. you? Is that how you say that? I always thought it was umbrus. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I've got the black dog because I was just in Martha's Vineyard a couple of weeks ago. Ah, yeah, did that. So I got the shirt. Um, but yeah, no, that's a very. Uh, it's a very. It's a. It's. And I argue with with Brink about this shit all the time. It's like, look, man, Florida has for a while. What is what? Well, wait. How so? So what's Brink's thing? On what is Brink's take on it? Brink just thinks the whole fucking state's super conservative. I'm like, no, no. Are you just because no. you just because you live in Miami and you've got some access to some of the uh, the Cuban neighborhoods and all, and you know you no, that that is not. I I came from Orlando, right? I Central Florida is as blue as it fucking gets at this point because you got Orlando, you got fucking Tampa. You got, if you go down uh, to the coast too, like Boca Raton and Naples and yeah. all that, those are all like, those are all the, the, the rich white liberals that move yeah. to the northeast. Well, I mean, that's mostly central Florida, the fucking, you know, the <clears throat> the I-4 corridor. Why do you think all these fucking presidential candidates go to the fucking uh the villages up there outside of Orlando and all this shit? Because from Tampa up to fucking uh Orlando and all the way up to Jacksonville, you have this I-4 corridor, is what they call it. And it's all because it, there's the University of Central Florida, where I graduated from, you have University of Tampa, but all this shit is, it's, it's fucking academia riddled nonsense. It's all turned into a fucking blue show. By design. By it design, is. Man. Like, and it's all, you know, where they all came from? Most Northeast. of Central Florida was uh, populated from people who came from the Northeast. Well, you, and that's what happened with COVID too. Look, nobody, when COVID hit, right, in New York, that is a big place in New York, <laughs> All the people, the snowbirds, everybody else who have the, they have the place in Boca Dahl. They're going to go down to Boca. They're going to go down to Naples. They brought, I mean, they really, COVID really, I mean, it's no one was fleeing to New York. They were fleeing from New York to these places. I mean, it's the same in California when they fucking shut down. All these people are fucking going to the Idaho. They're going to Montana. And do you think, do you think shit? Gavin Newsom's going to get uh, kicked out? What do you think? So it's such a weird, I was talking to Maddie about this and she's just like, cause she votes here. I don't, I still vote in Florida. Um, but she's like, you know, there's no, there's no good option. Cause there's like 40 fucking candidates on that thing. So it's such a weird law though, bro. Check this out. Yeah. So if, if Californians vote to recall him, then whoever replaces him simply is just who gets the most of the votes of the candidates on the ballot. And there's like, there's like 30 some fucking There's candidates. like a million so, of them. Right. So if he does, and it only has to be a 50% plus one threshold from what I understand. Right. To, recall to get him, him out. To recall him. Yeah. So if he gets recalled, he's getting replaced. That's just, right. I, I mean, that just is what it is. Um, I genuinely think it's going to happen, but I don't know. Like, so I don't know, dude. Like I, I just, I, I hate pundits of all sides, right, left. And apparently, like, the front runner all of a sudden has become Larry Elder. Right. And I had a buddy in Florida who's like, what do you think of Larry Elder? I'm like, what, the fucking black Shan Han Sean Hannity? Like, wh who fucking cares? Yeah. Like, what has that guy done to, like, I'll have arguments all day against Governor Newsom. I will. I, I, I can present him. But you're trying to tell me, like, the best option to replace that dude is some dude who's been a fucking talk show host for 30 years? That's my issue yeah, with Hannity, man. Like, like yeah, all know. this stuff, like, with Russia, the other thing is too. I mean, the other the problem with California is you get rid of Newsom. You know, remember Schwarzenegger tried to come in there and fix that, and he just got completely beaten down. Like he yeah. got. It's like I don't know. Now he sounds like Newsom with the. Yeah, fuck right, now he is Newsom, right? So it's weird. I mean, and <laughs> fuck I, I your freedom, think, bro. 
<laughs> I think Larry Elder is a pretty conservative dude from what I, I mean, again, I, I don't yeah, know. He might be, him. but I don't know if that man means he's able to fucking run a goddamn state just because you have a talk show. Can't do any worse than Gavin Newsom. You can't really can't. And that's Newsom. my point to her. I don't know who she's going to vote. What I don't care. I really don't give a fuck what people vote for. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's just like, yeah, I don't know. September 14th coming up and, uh, I don't know, man. I really don't. I think it's going to be, it's, I think he's got to get recalled. I really do. Wow. Yeah. That's, but that's the other thing, like what you were talking about with some of these States is I didn't realize. So when I came out here in 2016, I went to Roseville. Are you familiar with Roseville, California? No. Suburb just North of uh, Sacramento. It's in Placer County outside of Sacramento. Um, it is literally the most fucking conservative County in this state. Right. Okay. Congressman McClintock is the guy that was up there. I don't know if he still is, but it's a, and then for the first time ever in my life, I came here to California from Florida with all these preconceived notions about California and I'm in Roseville and Placer County. And I'm like, Holy fuck, these people, they're super fucking conservative. Right. You got all these fuckers up there in the, in the Hills. And then they starting to get into the mountains of Northern California and the state of Jefferson people. And like, there's a big disconnect between the average citizen in California and the motherfuckers who live in Sacramento, San Francisco, and LA. Huge. And I, here's my I mean, problem. Like, here's, yeah. the, here's the problem, Terry. So check this out. I went back and looked at this. So I came from Florida, right? Smaller population than California. California at the time had like 39 million. I think Florida was 27 or some shit like that. Florida had twice the amount of people who voted mm. than California. Whoa. You know, so what I've been able to deduce is that there's a ton of Republicans in this state and those motherfuckers simply don't show up. They just, well, shame on them. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, they don't fucking vote. A lot of people at this, but I mean, maybe also with what we've seen going on now with, you know, I don't care what anybody says, man, you know, that, that, that 2020 election was sketchy. It was sketchy. And it was just because, I just think put it this put it this way. Just flip the, flip it. If there were states that Biden was winning, and then like at midnight or one in the morning they stopped, and then all of a sudden three hours later, Trump's ahead by like a hundred thousand votes. Cities would be burning. They would have burnt mm-hmm. cities. To, they would have burnt cities to the ground. And so I mean, the problem was there were a lot of people, unhinged people, pushing this thing you know, this big, huge, grand national uh, scheme. And I don't think it was that. I think you're dealing with states that just are always fucked up and fraudulent. Like Philadelphia is known for that. People come from New Jersey and fucking, I mean, it's just, and how much, I guess the problem is then too, sort of like illegal immigration or how many people were bringing in from Afghanistan or how much, how much voter fraud, like what's, what's the amount that you're willing to tolerate? Like what's the amount of of of, of, of well, fraudulent? I mean, a great example. Like I just told her, like, so we're in this fucking massive apartment complex here in Napa, right? And I, I just went to get the mail last weekend, and I got her her fucking her vote or her ballot, right? And then we have the basket of unreturned or wrong address mail, and there's like six of those recall ballots sitting there. And in my mind, I'm like, this would be so easy. But yeah. I have this thing called a fucking moral compass, right? right. So I'm just like, <laughs> you could... but that's six right there. I counted six just sitting there. And I'm just like, this is unfucking real to me that this is still how we do shit. My parents were getting, my parents were getting unsolicited mail-in ballots in North Carolina, like multiple ones. They never requested that. They didn't request that, you know? And, and it's, 
I just, I mean, dad died before the election, you know, dad died in oh, September, really? but oh, shit. yeah. So he didn't, he didn't <clears throat> see it. And he was, he was, he was kind of gone then anyway, but like he was getting mail and I was like, dad, you're getting like, what are these? So it's, and that's the other thing too. COVID has just been, I mean, I think right now, God damn, man. I mean, like we destroyed the country for a virus that's like 99.7% survivable. And Isn't it actually, weird? It's, it's not weird. It's, 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 it's understandable. Again, if you go back to how we've been indoctrinated and how, and how they, how they've worked the population. I mean, we're basically now we have, we have a half fully half the population siding with state sanctioned child abuse. I mean, they're actually, they're, they're, they want to have their kids wear masks to school, even though there's no data that supports that. And the kids are getting sick you know, from a developmental thing, they can't talk, they can't oh, read, yeah. they can't, yeah. they can't, I was, I remember I was in the hospital. suicide rate, bro, over the last Dude, and it's insane, like, man. I was in, it was funny, man. And I, I have probably, a daughter I, who's a fucking teenager. I probably made a mistake because I was, I was, I was with my mom and, and I, I take my mom to all these medical appointments and I was in some doctor's office with her and this woman walks in with her bait, like a little tiny kid, you know, right? And she's wearing a mask and I said, I said, these masks are not, these masks are so bad for, you know, child development. And she just yep. looked at me like, you know, I was a clearly some kind of a knuckle dragger. And I just think again, what first of all, they're mad at us. Just... Here's the thing. They're mad at us. They're fucking mad at us for doubting them when they've given us every reason to doubt them. Yep. Like it's, it's almost like I'm going to slap you in the face. And, and if you flinch, I'm going to go, ha ha, you flinched. Like you made us be this way. So like COVID hits, in last last year in the winter time, we we're told by Fauci that hey, uh, you know, and by China said, you know, hey, listen, the World Health Organization says, listen, it's not transmittable human to human, blah blah blah. China has this blah blah, blah. and we get all this wrong information, and then they change. I get that Fl- information changes, but yeah. they didn't even really justify it or say, hey, we're sorry about that. They just said, here's the new thing, live with it. And the first thing, everybody, everybody in the country was on board when this started. With the with everybody was like, okay, we get this. So like, it's like, listen, we have a virus coming in. We don't know a lot about it. So let's days do to this. stop the spread. Go right. The so curve, let's do this. The fuck it was. So try to stay a little apart from each other. Maybe wash your hands. Uh, social distance, and of course, the biggest thing which we failed at fucking was protect people who are vulnerable, people who are who are sick. We all know now that, you know, overweight people with, with, with metabolic conditions are really, really susceptible to it. But like everybody was on board with that. Like, yeah, okay, cool. You know, we'll try to, and then it became tacking on more shit and tacking on more shit. And it's surprising. I mean, look what's happening in Australia right now. They have literally oh signed God. up. They're <laughs> signed up. They're, they're back to being a penal colony, basically. You know, like, like what the hell, dude? Like, I just don't understand. And again, once again, same theme, Eric decades and decades of political and educational indoctrination telling you that this is the way to go, that this is a, like they've tried to, and they've been successful in many ways to beat the sort of individual sort of hardcore spirit of an American. They've tried to beat that out of the population because those kind of people are not malleable. Those people are not manipulate. You can't manipulate them. So the best way to do that is to shame them and to convince other people that they're doing the right thing. Someone wrote today, and I thought that was brilliant. Actually, it was Michael Malice, who's a friend of mine. And he's, yeah, such, he's, such, I love he's that a dude. friend of mine. Yeah, he's a friend of mine. He's, I've been on his show. He's such a dick, but he's so great. <laughs> I love his account. Oh, he's so great. He's so great. But he said something like, he goes, I think it's interesting now that the people 
people are afraid of getting the people convinced of all this are afraid of getting COVID, not because they're afraid of COVID, but they're, they're, being, they're afraid of people thinking they did the wrong thing. And I was like, that's a pretty good point. Like, that's a pretty good point. Me, people are more concerned about complying and, and, and not doing the wrong thing than they are actually getting sick with COVID. Because you're going to, you're a pretty good chance you're going to survive COVID. And I, again, but not minimizing anybody who got hurt or killed by it because it's, it's a disease, but you know. So, but, okay, so I, I have something I wanted, I, I found it and I wanted to share it. But, but first, why, why, what, why would anyone want to do that in the United States in power? Why would they want to do that? Knowing it undermines the country. Because, the, because again, they don't like the country as it is. The country to them is flawed. The country is filled with a bunch of people who will not comply and who don't know what's good for them. And so these people actually believe the lie that they know better than you do on how to choose and, and make decisions and run your life. They believe, and I, and on some level, it comes from a good thing where they think they're, they're it's for the common good, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, so for the common good, listen, we know these these dumb trailer park people, they're not going to get vaccinated. They, they, they're going to drink Mountain Dew. So we got to ban sugary soda or we got to do this. So it's like, again, it always comes, the tyranny always comes in a lot of these times as something benevolent, something as for your own good. It's for yeah. your own good, folks. And I think they want to, they really, and here's the thing too, the people that want to destroy the country are, assuming and gunning for a seat at the table when it is remade. And that's, and that's where a lot of them are going to find out quickly that they're not going to have a seat at the table. Like if you're Antifa, let me tell you Antifa, what you guys are to the Dems. You are street soldiers. You are street soldiers to the American left. If you get what you want, if you have that power vacuum and you tear down the United States, the communists who are like happy to use you, they're going to, they're going to round you up and kill you because you have, accomplished your mission and now you are violent and unpredictable and you are not going to have a seat you think you're going to have a seat at the table and you think there won't be anybody in charge there's always some people in charge and when they get in charge they're going to get rid of the street soldiers and you know there's a lot of useful idiots carrying water for these kind of people thinking that well you know like the kind of crocodile ain't going to eat me if i comply yes he will eat you he will eat you he will eat you and but I don't just you think like isn't uh, so uh, first off, uh, uh, so let me read this and then I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, do a yeah. follow up to that is uh, so Disclose TV posted this earlier on Twitter. Justin, certain immune cells from prior infections with, quote, common cold coronaviruses boost the immune system response against COVID-19. A new study led by some fucking university in Berlin and the some Institute fucking for university Malek- in Berlin. Yes. For the and also the the Max Planck Institute for Molecular Genetics concludes right. So it sounds to me like what they're starting to figure out is that you know what, it ain't any different than whatever else the fucking human population's gone through for the last thousands of fucking years. Absolutely right. Right. Absolutely um, right. But this is what I this is my so before I follow up to that, but dude, you graduated in the eighties. I graduated in the fucking nineties in high school, and they couldn't do this then. Because we didn't have the ability to do anything fucking virtual, right? The right. internet wasn't really what. That's it a is. good point. That's a really like, good dude. That's a fucking do it. good point. You couldn't do it. You couldn't say, ah, uh, stay at home. Yeah, you couldn't do that shit. You just had the. If this would have happened in the nineties, hey, we're gonna wing it. Go to fucking school, right? Like you couldn't do what's very been good. Done. Very. That's a very good point about the internet. That's a. That's a fucking. I. I never really thought of that, but it's. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Cause like 
per, it's perfect. And that, and by the way, isn't it funny that the big tech companies are the ones shutting down any dissenting opinion about this? Like they'll shut you down. If you come on, if you come out and say, like, I mean, that's the other thing too. Again, you're mad at us for not trusting you yet. You're shutting down people that you Zuckerberg or whoever the hell else is running shit, you know, Jack from, <laughs> from Twitter or yeah. any of these Google, like you're actually, you're actually feel like it's your, it's your role to control this. Yeah. And so that's the, again, the, these are just, these are, you know, scratch a left winger and, and, and you'll find a tyrant every time, every time. What's and that's a though? great point about the, that's a great point about the internet, dude, because they just told people go stay home and guess what you got to do. You got to fucking eat junk food, watch Netflix and get fat instead of exercising and being outside, which is, yeah. you know, it's just anathema to COVID. Right. But here's my big question with that, man. And, you know, I've, I've, I've bounced this off a lot of people in my personal life, but, you know, I'm here in Napa, like the fucking San Francisco's 40 minutes away over the fucking bridge, right? Yeah. These companies you just highlighted, they've all created the, the ability, like, throughout all this is you actually can work from home. Of course. Of course. What do you, what do you do to the commercial real estate market in this country? What do you do with just in San Francisco on our own where the fucking rent is is so exorbitantly high from a commercial or a a residential standpoint? Like, you know, I, I go to giants games all the time and I love to walk by as I'm coming back and walking along the water and I'll just, let me fucking open Zillow. And dude, there are 400 square foot, apartments 400 square foot is my fucking table that i'm sitting it's at closet. right now it's a closet. Dude, that's yeah. fucking in excess of two thousand dollars a month yeah, yeah. Like, it's fucking stupid like it doesn't there's no justifiable logic behind i was why saying that, that too i was that. i was asking someone else about this who's smarter than me because because uh you know I, my you know i'm from the I'm, I'm a new york guy originally so i i think to myself what now what's happened if what if you're a financial company like a bank like chase manhattan or or and it's why would you pay the money to have a building in New York? You're going to crash you that market, all your, right? When all your when all your drones are can operate from home. And again, though, what that does? And they keep building. I just flew that does, into though, JFK and I lost track of the amount of fucking construction looking out through the airport. Yeah, windows. yeah. Like, I don't know how. I don't know how New York. I don't know how it recovers. I mean, I don't know how it recovers. But it also getting to what we were talking about when we started talking is about what what does that do? It actually isolates human beings. Like it becomes. Yeah. You become, this is, this is your world right here. Yeah. This is your world right here. You can do, 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 and do this yeah. kind of shit. You don't have to interact. You don't right. have to, you know, you know, talk your way out of, you don't have to. Just and that's a great contact. point because, oh, you know, one of, one of our friends, uh, he's, I don't know what the fuck he does, but he made a good point. Cause I asked him about the same thing and he obviously travels a lot for his business, but he made a good point. He's like, there's only so many relationships you can foster and maintain through a fucking internet connection. Like you, right. at some point you have to get back in front of them. And, 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 and right. so I got that and it made sense. Um, yeah, I think he's on our side if we're, we're honest, but, uh, yeah, yeah. So, but still that no, you, what you're bringing up is right. Is like these companies, when you have this, you have so much of the economy based on tech and the ability to do most of their economy. Why do you need to pay as that major company? Why do you got to pay fucking, I don't know. Tens ridiculous amounts of money 10 10 maybe it's hundreds of thousands who knows in terms of and fucking rent a month why when yeah. you don't have to pay any of that shit and just be like hey here here's it. what we're gonna do we're gonna pay for your fucking internet because that's way cheaper than paying six-figure rent yep. uh 
You just make sure you're here and logged on at this time and you log out at this time. And, oh, here's a funny thing, too. We can actually physically locate you outside of these blue areas. So we can now pick up your tech asses who think left and move you to Boise, Idaho. We can move you to a conservative place. And guess what? You can work from there and vote and change them, too. You can do that, too. It's a it's a real remaking of the country. Yeah, I know, dude. It's it's all right in front of you. I'm like I said, dude. I'm 55, so I may have another year or two before you put me to the ground. <laughs> no, I, I you might not make it through this podcast, bro. To be honest, and I don't. And I like I said, I'm a, I don't have kids. I'm gonna die in a VA hospital on a ventilator. <laughs> but like, and that's okay, I guess. You know, I'll have maybe a Judas Priest poster in my room, or uh, Iron Maiden would be better. But that's me. No, mm-hmm. no, no, no. Are no. you gonna try and tell me Iron Maiden is not better than Judas Priest? I'm going to absolutely tell you that. How the fuck? What is Judas Priest doing in 2021 when Iron Maiden has a brand new album coming out in September 3rd? Listen to me. Just no, I, listen, no, I just, will not. I will not. Judas okay, Priest, well, we're just going to agree to disagree. Judas Priest is the greatest fucking hard heavy metal band. They ever. haven't done anything since the fucking 80s of note. That's my problem with Judas you Priest. You haven't been paying attention. They have. Uh, they have no one's been paying attention. <laughs> That's the problem. This guy look, has. Look, I'll give Judas Priest some great. They, they had some great shit in the eighties, but the the longevity does not hold up. It just doesn't. I disagree. I disagree. Yeah, it's fine. Well, you're you're usually wrong. So you cool. suck. <laughs> yeah, you know what? There's a great Dude, did line you see from that Airheads. video today. Airheads? I just, by the way, what before I logged on with you, I saw a video of some some news organization idiots that were had a picture of uh, Kabul. Oh. around the airport and it said like trash stray dogs blah 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 oh guess what those dogs are those are fucking military working they have collars on you can even see where the harnesses were and it's like shepherds and malinois and they're so just walking a, that's, around that's like the confusion like so is that true or are they dogs that were like the pets of contractors and afghans there like so that i think there's a huge disconnect so i'm trying to follow christina's reporting on it but well all i know is i just saw this video now and these are these aren't these weren't these don't look like pets these look like no. working dogs so whether there's contractors like u.s contractors yeah. Or military working so dogs. Like, no, look at the video, on, dude. Man. I mean, they, these are like I can't. Like big, I won't. No, I can't. Chef, I, yeah, you'll fucking you'll get no, really mad because they're wearing collars and you can see where the harnesses were and they're just walking around aimlessly and you hear you hear dude, the fucking language like, in the back. What they're, the fuck, they're, man. they're waiting for their humans to come help. <laughs> exactly. Them they don't know it, but they're already dead. They're dead and they don't know it. Those dogs are dead as we speak. They just don't know it yet. Fuck so man. you know, so and again, so yeah. You know, let's finally after. An hour and 49 minutes. Let's fucking let's let's get into it. Uh, So we went off, but the last two weeks, specifically in Afghanistan, I know you said you didn't you you never served there. You were in an Iraq guy, but I know you you, you've been on the teams. You've had guys who have probably lost friends there. Yeah. Yeah. So you've, you've got that. But as not even not even as a soldier watching what's taking place as an American, what what do you just take from the last two weeks because i can't there's there's so much shit i can't say and yeah i mean you know, and again so, I, we're almost at two hours i gotta i gotta punch out a little bit but I, I i i just think what's happening now is people aren't really seeing the second third fourth order effect of this this right. is this is just you, and you know this yeah this is gonna have some really far-reaching effects and it's not just 
the ridiculous amounts of equipment now is in the area that's going to be sold or used or bartered for. And people are like, you don't think China is going to send people in there that can help them repair shit or help them fly stuff. Like all of our enemies are just like, this is fucking gold mine. So that's that bit. And then also just the idea that uh, the whole world watched the United States just humiliate itself, humiliate itself. And there's no, listen, there's no, there's, there's, there's no way that was not going to be not sticky. It, it was not, I mean, I, I, I get that. But what's, what's weird is that if the, uh, let's just be honest, let's just say the Biden administration plan, let's just say the Biden administration plan went really well, relatively well, like it was pretty seamless and it got, it, it got done what it was supposed to get done without all the violence. Do you think they would have given Trump credit for that? Like to set it up? No. So that means it was their plan. And now that it didn't go that way and it was a cock up, they have to own it because they wouldn't if it, nothing. If, if you're not going to give credit to the people before you, because it's your plan, right? You, you, you decided to take what he did, yep. table it and go, we're going to do it our way. Now you can't say, but Trump, you got to say, we fucked up. We fucked up and they won't do it. They won't do it. You know, General Milley needs to, I mean, he was an SF guy. How embarrassing is he? He's so embarrassing. And, you know, we have State Department people, once again, you know, too smart for their own good. These Wesleyan, these Wesleyan grads and Kennedy School grads, and they're just they're actually idiots. And but but in, in, what we've seen in two weeks is a is a very divided country, too. And, you know, oh, our yeah. enemies are watching Absolutely. our enemies are watching. And so it's not just, you know, the bad guys and there are many of them. They're not just looking at a fucked up American government because governments come and go. That's. You know, you have shitty presidents and shitty leaders and, and, and uh, uh, it happens. The biggest problem we're having, though, is that they're actually looking at the American population and go, holy shit, these people are fucking weak. They're really they're divided. They're weak. They're they're navel gazing, uh, talking about gender pronouns and, and they're fighting over minutia that means nothing. And here we are teaching we- our kids to fucking sharpen swords. <clears throat> and so they the biggest thing is 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 the is the weakness of the American population, not the, yeah, the military fucked this up. They all got to go. The president, absolutely awful. The administration, State Department, Forest Service, they absolutely are terrible. Those can be replaced, but what you can't replace now is, 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 is them looking at the population and going, holy shit, man, we can really start having our way with these people, and they're going to. Do you think... Uh... <clears throat> it's depressing. It is depressing, but do you think the Second Amendment prevents a lot of that? Yes. Yes, it does. But it also is. Yes. That, and that's, by the way, why they're trying to get rid of it so badly. Right. That's a huge. I mean, think about it. They want that. So God, if they could just take those guns away, man, they'd have it. It's they're so close. Right. So they'll try to do the death by a thousand cuts. That's why, again, they've turned me into an absolute, an abs, a, a second amendment absolutist. I never really thought that much about it. I didn't yeah, mean, I was just saying, but now I'm an absolutist about it. It's like, don't, you don't, you don't touch anything because they'll, yep. they'll try to do shit. They'll I, try to I, fuck I think ammo. if you can, if you can buy a fucking tank, you should have it. They That's had where the I've gotten to. War. They had warships. Uh, private citizens had warships. That's where I've gotten to. Like, you know what? No, I, I'm with you, dude. Like, I think, and but again, you're right. The Second Amendment. That's why we're still kind of hanging on because if if we didn't have the Second Amendment, you don't think you don't think half this population that's cheering for what's going on in Australia wouldn't wouldn't try to do this to us? Dude, that's fucking insane. Is that not think insane? Think about that though. Australia has no guns. They're, they have they're they they they've been they they have been 
they have been castrated. That's a castrated population. And so, and they're isolated. Not, they're in the middle of uh, yeah, nowhere. Yeah, yeah, good point. They're in the yeah, middle of nowhere. Very good point. And by the way, they have almost no problems with COVID. They, they really don't. Like, have like, like, <laughs> like one or two deaths and they just completely shut. I mean, like, guys, <laughs> when you do, I mean, whatever happened to the, these guys are talking about the greater good and yet they're shredding their own fucking country. But you, you, again, you bring up a great point about the Second Amendment. That's why it's such a tenuous thing. And, you know, people who don't, I get, if you're not into guns, I get it. You know, like, I, you know, like I'm not even a gun guy. Like I, you know, I'm, I guess I'm good with the guns I have. I mean, it was my career to be, to be a good shooter and everything, but you know, like Clay Martin, that's a gun guy, right? You know, some of the yeah, guys oh, we yeah, follow on yeah. So, yeah, but we have other guys on Twitter, some of our goon brands that are just, dude, they know more about guns. Red knows way more about uh, guns. I, than I, do. I, I In that chat, half the shit they talk about, I'm just like, I read it. I'm like, yeah, so I, I mean, so I, like, I don't speak this fucking language. You don't even have to be, but you don't have to be that level of gun bright. Yeah, yeah. you're not. You listen, it's like me with bourbon. They probably have no idea what the fuck I'm talking. Listen, about. dude, you and I are just fucking eye candy is what we are. We're just handsome fucking people that just like we're idea guys. I don't really need to be good at what I do. I just need to be able to. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's me. yeah. And then there's the Joe Kents of the world who are both. That's scary. He is such a handsome devil, isn't that he? Fucking Man, I chin. Oh, he could break glass. And he is so he is. You know what it is with with Joe? I've never met him. I actually will be happy to campaign for him and devote anything I can to him. That's a he's whether you disagree with him or not. And I don't. I agree with him fully. Yeah. But like, even if you disagree with him, he's a very he is a sincere man. He sincerely oh, yeah. believes. He believes it. He is not here for the grift. Yep. He is not, oh, and he's not, and he, and he doesn't want to destroy the country. He wants to. Dude, save I've it. been, I've been hammering these fucking grifters on both sides lately. They're terrible. I, can't stand them. I fucking hate them. I hate the last. And and you may know a lot of these people just on your circle you run in, but I fucking can't stand them. I'm sorry, I can't. I don't like anyone. Well, you know what it is? A lot of them now, and I said something about this the other day. I don't know, maybe a week or two ago. Pay attention. Pay attention to these people that. That were, you know, that were, if not actively campaigning for the left, you know, kind of helping them along a little bit. Look, I get it. You don't have to say that's the other thing. that was a big mistake that they made. They assume guys like you and I are just slavish, mindless Trump devotees. It was never about Donald Trump for me. I know who he is. He's a carnival barker. But he was a a surprisingly (laughs) effective conservative president who who was not ashamed of his base. See, that's the difference with this guy. He, no, and here's why. He's the only president, and I don't even think he's religious. He's probably paid people to have abortions, but he actually went to, no, I'm serious, but he actually went, you do, you talk or you do. He went to the March for Life in DC. He's the only American president to fucking do that. Reagan didn't do that. Really? George George Bush didn't do that. Interesting. No conservative president did that. And so you have to understand that he actually went to that. He showed up. He goes to the Daytona 500 and does a lap with his fucking limo and he has planes buzz it and he'll stop and he'll shake fireman's hands. He loves that shit. He like, you know, so many times when conservatives would get into office, they'd be like, Hey, see you in four years. See you in four years. I'm going to go do what I'm going to do. And you, you can suck it. I know what you wanted, but yeah, thanks for getting. And I think that's another reason why we elected Trump. Trump is, uh, Greg Gutfeld and I talk about this a lot. Like we said, Trump was basically a New York liberal. 
basically, oh, yeah. Yeah, New, no, I know that. Yeah, like basically yeah. a New York liberal that now he just took the lunch out of all their fucking uh, out of all their fucking hands, and it really pissed them off. And I, I, I think this, and this is going to sound, I, okay. So I think when tr- when Trump ran, I think there was, I think he was doing it for a genuine uh, reason. He wanted to fix things, but I think it was a huge ego thing for him too. I, and by the oh, way, totally. but 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 you, t- Why Barack Obama. Yeah, I mean, Barack Obama was just as egocentric and petulant as Donald Trump. He was just a lot smoother about it. He just, oh, yeah. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he was just as yeah. ego driven and, and, and petulant and petty as Donald Trump. But the thing was, I think when Trump got into office, when he won and he was like, holy fuck, I actually pulled it off. Yeah, Joe I do Rogan think had along, a great I, I do think that. along the way he started, I think along the way he started to realize how many people really, really put their trust in him. And I feel like he kind of did some conservative things that I didn't expect him to do. His one of his biggest mistakes, and he fucking paid for it mightily over and over again, was picking the wrong people to work for him. Wrong cabinet people, wrong advisors, and they fucking backstage. By the way, do you think by now, if this is the Trump administration fucking up Afghanistan the way these guys did, how many whistleblowers would we have right now? <laughs> there'd be like there'd be like 10 of them already on MSNBC. It's a great point. Guess how many we haven't seen? We've seen zero. You got to give these fucking people credit because they close ranks in a way that the Republicans never will do. Oh yeah, the, the no, right in this nobody, country, they're so nobody, short, right? they have nobody, no idea how to play the long nobody game. Tur- nobody turned yeah. on Barack Obama. Nobody turned yeah. on Barack Obama. Nobody. Yeah. The right nobody doesn't does. know how to play the long game in this country. No, they're and not. the right, the right, the and guys allow like the all David, the rules to be dictated to them. Right, and the David French types who oh, I just can't God. even, I, I can't pay attention. He is one of those guys that would be there. He would be he'd be getting ready to get his head cut off and he'd be like, but I did it the right way. I played by the rules. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, dude, here, let me just saw your fucking head off on camera. And so there's a weird they're almost like these masochistic gimps that like, yeah, they don't want to win. Yeah, they, they, don't, no I, they don't. I said this. I, you know what they are? I said this before. I got hammered. I said him like him and. Jonah Goldberg, and fucking Max, uh, those Boot, guys, all these guys, you know, the lashes, Dana, and fucking Chris. Well, you, but you know who they are? They're writers, people, not fighters. Yeah, and Ben Shapiro's, all these fucking people. They're all fucking Griffin. Yeah, man. Jonah Goldberg wrote a book which was fucking. If you get a chance to read it, it's worth reading. I wouldn't buy it because I wouldn't give him the money. Go find it, steal it from somewhere, <laughs> or borrow it. But he wrote a book called he wrote he wrote a book around two thousand seven or eight, <laughs> right, 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 called Liberal Fascism. Okay. <laughs> Unbelievable book, dude, like really good. And it's talking about the inexorable encroachment of the rabid American left and what that was meaning. And it was a great book. And he never had he never had an inkling that someone like Donald Trump could come along, did he? No, he never had to actually step into the ring and fight. So these guys are able to write books and make big money as, as yeah, consultants. They go, they go, and they go on Fox News and blah, blah, you know, blah, 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 blah. But when, when, the, when, the, when the push, and I remember Clay Martin said this too about Trump. You go to war with the general you have. You go to war with who you got. Like, that's who we had. And instead of saying, giving him credit for the conservative shit he did, which was pretty good, all they did was cut him. And that's how you knew for them it was a grift and it was ego. Because a real concern, Ted Cruz is a perfect example. And, and so, and Rand Paul, those guys were insulted by Donald Trump. Like Donald Trump said the most Dude, ridiculous The fucking bullshit. Tea Party is such a scam. All those fuckers uh, that but, came but, in but, on but, that but, back but of that What I'm saying movement. is though, but with those, but, but listen to me, but what, what, what's interesting about like Cruz and, 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 and Rand Paul, <clears throat> as badly treated as they were by Trump 
in the in the in the primary when they were running against him. You know, he insulted them and oh, said, yeah. Stu- yeah, "Yeah, all sorts of stupid, like retarded shit." At least when he started doing conservative stuff, constitutional stuff, they backed him. Yeah. Unlike John McCain, who was a two things can be true. John McCain was a war hero who sacrificed for the country and was insulted unforgivably by Donald Trump. That's true. Yeah. The other thing that's true is John McCain absolutely fucking betrayed the conservatives and the Republicans because he was pissed off at Trump for insulting also him. True. Yep. He could have, re- he could have helped, he could have repealed Obamacare and he didn't. And yep. he was, the, and by the way, they hated McCain. They literally called him a Nazi when he was running for president. They called him a white supremacist. The same playbook. They the mocked Barack bomb, Obama. Bomb, mocked bomb, his, bomb, 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 Iran. Yeah, like Barack Obama mocked his arm because he couldn't yeah. use a computer. Well, it was yep. broken in the Hanoi Hilton asshole. Yeah. So they, they, but as soon as McCain was against Trump, they lionized him. They had like a week long state funeral for this oh, guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even though, so he was a war hero who was treated badly by Trump and he betrayed the conservatives and he was, and he was a shitty fucking Republican. Both things are true. Both things are true. You can have that. You can have that. You can have two things that are true. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Like, I'll never forgive Trump for what he said about McCain. I, I, that's not forgivable what yeah. he said. Right. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, so where are you now based off of what we heard today from the, the president in terms of and then some of the people that came on after talking about, you know, we're going to provide direct support and aid to the Taliban. <laughs> Like, isn't that insane? We went to war <laughs> 20 years ago, literally almost. 20 what did I tell you, dude? Ago. I'm telling you, Wesley and Wesley and Wesley and uh, poli sci people are running the show. They're not. What they're did not you think, do. though? Like, so you wanted to come back in. You came back in October of 2001, like right the what? month after 9-11. So when you came back in and, and everything you did be, between then and, and 2016, I know you said you never went into Afghanistan. You lost people there. But what was your what was your mindset in the moment? Like, were you concerned with the greater national picture or were you just focused on what you guys, whatever your fucking mission was? At the I time? think, yeah, that's a good, that's a good question. I think most of us would probably say the same thing. The national picture, I, you know, I did. St- when the war started in 2001 and I came back in, that's when I started really, co- I didn't really pay attention to politics that much when I was in group in the nineties. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was living in Germany. Doing you didn't cool have shit to. With, yeah. Yeah. I was living in Germany doing cool shit with C-110. And I was like, eh, okay. <laughs> I started getting hip to it and paying attention and reading a lot after I came back in. And I, you know, when you're there, when you're there, you're not doing it for anybody but each other. Right. You're not like I, when you're there on the ground, you're not the politician. We don't, I don't, I don't know if we even really talk too much about that. Cause we're so, so absorbed with like, you know, the day to day of what we're having to do and mission planning and mission execution and all that kind of stuff. I, but I, I, I was always thinking about the politics of it and I, you know, Hey man, I, I went to, you know, it's funny, man. I was in the first Gulf war in Iraq and then here I am back again. It was weird going back, you know, in a, Thank you for my you know, freedom, by the way. You're welcome for your. I didn't want to say it, but I appreciate you. Uh, saying I should. It. I should say it. You. You. You kind. You kind of should. But <laughs> I, I. But it was weird being back there, and I, and I. And I. I kind of bought. I bought on the Iraq thing. I thought, well, you know, look, man. People ask me why we go into Iraq. You know what I said? I go because we fucking can. Because we're gonna put our fucking boot on their fucking face and let anybody know if they go through there. If anybody helps these guys, we're gonna. I was wrong. 
I was yeah. wrong, dude. Like, I was wrong, and I and I'll admit it. You know what I mean? And and the, and I lost friends there, man. It was a and it's yeah. like I was wrong. It's I will say this. I, I talk. I was talking to my mom the other day too. I talk to my mom a lot when I'm not there because my mom needs a lot of help. God bless my yeah. mom. My mom. I owe my mom everything. But I said to her, you know, I said it. I, it is kind of a it is kind of a bitter pill to swallow when you do realize that how many big lies you, you were told and you didn't even believe all of them, you know, like, cause you didn't really care. But when you do step back a little bit and you realize this fucking machine of a U.S. government and military that really isn't, they're not doing it for the right reasons. They're really, and there's, there's so many people making so much money in the fucking pig trough of this complex. When you realize that that's a hard pill to swallow because you do think, man, was that, worth it on the other side of the coin i tell people this too here's the dirty secret about us a lot of people fetishize us or lionize us and keep telling us we're heroes let me tell you something we like to fuck shit up we like the violence i like the violence i like being part of it i like being part of a team of guys that is able to commit fucking major violence i, I i'm sorry and if you and it, it, it is what it is and a society will do well to channel those kind of cats into the right thing, right? You, you take people in that population and you put them to good use because, you know, you enforce foreign policy, you gain territory, you defend your border, whatever you got to do. But it's, so that's a part, and it's a selfish life. Again, because we're volunteer when, you know, you can get out anytime. You don't have to reenlist in SF. You don't yeah. have to sign up. You don't have to. You don't have to do another fucking hitch as a seal. You don't have to do a. Hit. You don't have to fucking How's, stay. How hate. is retention though in, in in your in that area? Is that pretty high? <clears throat> I don't. You know, I'm, I've been out for a little bit, so I don't know. I think to be interesting to see how it goes now. You know, yeah. be interesting to see how it goes now. I think generally, I don't know that. I'll have to get back to you. I have to talk to some people. Yeah, like no, I'm I'm just curious that. because I think you mean I uh, mean are we like bleeding guys or something like that? No, I don't think you are. I I think. Yeah, I don't think so. I think because we are again. I think we're just for the a most part, breed. yeah, exactly. And I think that that um, because of that, and it's because of all the unique shit you guys still do, right? I think it's kind and of you know, attached you find from the world picture, right? Like, yeah, you, you find really... SF, you find SF. SF isn't going to come find you. You know, you actually got to go hunt us down. Yeah, they might have recruiting people, but in general, man, you no one's going to say no, hey. Yeah, we no. really, we really yeah. want you to be a green beret. You got to, yeah. you got to go after it. And, yeah. you know, I think we're always going to, that's another thing too. I don't like when people say, talk shit about millennials because we always are. I do. I am confident of this as an old guy who again is going to die in two years in a VA hospital. Alone <laughs> himself but I think, you know, I, I, I take umbrage when people say, you know, there's no, we're all the males. I know lots of them. I know lots of fucking young studs. Oh yeah. That are right that have picked up mm -hmm. the sword and will fucking and are the baddest motherfuckers on the planet just because they saddle up and they go for it. So yeah. I do have, I do have confidence. Uh, that's why I like working at Robin Sage, you know, the exercise, the green beret final exercise, because I'm getting to work with these young guys that are coming through. And it's funny when it's all over too. Like some of them recognize me from TV, which is pretty funny, but they can't, you know, <laughs> I'm in role. I'm, I'm the underground leader. So like <laughs> I could be an instructor in the role, but like, and it's funny, like at the end of when I when I finally meet them all, they all come out. You're Terry Shepard. Like, well, I'm like, hey I'm guys, as you, I guess I guess I, I I'm in front of all these fucking dirty, tired SF guys, and there's all these other people there. And I'm like, 
Hey guys, I'm Terry Schaffer. You probably figured out by now uh, who I am and that I am indeed kind of a big fucking deal, but it's been a, you know, <laughs> and do they break, they fucking crack up, I you know, and that, I've kept that, in touch with some of them too. I've kept awesome. the numbers. I got, I probably that's stay in touch cool. with one guy per class that I, that I kind of like, you know, sort of really bonded that's really with, cool. but there's, yeah. we're always going to have cool dudes like that. We're going to have guys. No, they are. It's just, them. I just wonder what the place is for them. Yeah. Is that a fair question? A, because you know, yeah, good um, at the end of the day, like you guys are not the ones that are pulling the strings. Nope. You know what I mean? Like, and you nope. brought up someone earlier who came from your regiment. I'm not going to name that because it's not my place, but you brought up somebody who came from that aspect. And uh, yeah, I think it's a little different because unfortunately um, I think the world would definitely be a different place if it was you guys who rose to those, those ranks in terms of who gets to pull the strings at the end of the day. And I uh, do think, yeah, that's a good point, dude. And I, I think we have some good people, we got some good dudes in the hopper, I think, that are trying hard to get in and to and to be of service. You know, I'm I, I'm just tired and I'm and I'm old. But yeah. I, and well, I was gonna I, ask probably you probably done why, too many drugs too. Why the fuck, like so Joe Kent's running, why the fuck aren't you? Um dude, I'm not that good. I'm not that I'm not that smart. I don't That's think fucking I'm that smart. bullshit. Do you see who is in occupying those 535 <laughs> seats? Right That's kind of true, actually. I've yeah. seen some of the new I've seen some of the North Carolina people. I gotta I probably could get in there and make maybe, and again, that's a, being a local guy would be a good idea. And I, you know, Joe Kent, I think has what it takes to be a president, oh, yeah. you know? Oh, absolutely. I, but there's I other guys too, wait. like, you know, like Sean Parnell was running for office in Pennsylvania. Um, and he's actually a legitimately nice guy. I, I, I know him. He's very sincere. Uh, there's a couple other SF guys running around um, that, that, that are doing stuff too. Uh, and so I think, yeah, I think if we get guys like that in, it's not it's not even about military rah-rah. It's just guys that are problem solvers. But it's the machine is so gross and so ugly and yeah. so, like, beat you down. Like, I think – I don't know, man. Like, I just – you know, I don't think it's for me. I, I'd like to be in the background and help these guys and support them. Well, we've already so talked about it in this group chat that you refuse to participate in. Um, Joe's in it. By the way, he's in it. And he oh, actually, maybe I'll maybe I'll talk yeah, to you now. He he actually participates with us, but we we had the running joke. Usually, Nick starts it is like, "Can you imagine when Joe Kent is president?" And he's like, "Hold on, I got to check the group chat." And it's just us fucking idiots just do whatever the fuck we're doing. <laughs> and Joe's like, "Oh wait, you know, Red's got a great idea. Hold on, let's let's uh, you know just yeah, because that like that's what goes on. But you know what? Unlike you, Terry, Joe participates. I don't. I don't. See I know you I got an Android, so you know maybe that's your biggest flaw. But uh... okay, first of all, <laughs> so, so a couple of things. You're gonna text shame me, which is bullshit. Hey, and I've already told you I'm kind of on my deathbed, Eric. So like, I feel like you should be. I fought in the Gulf War and gave you your freedom. I, I did feel get like my freedom be, from Terry. Thank you very much. Yeah, America. and I feel like you should be a, I don't know, a little nicer to me about this. You know, you guys. <laughs> fuck, Joe Kent wasn't in the Gulf War. You tell Joe Kent. He, he was close. He, yeah, he wasn't slinging lead with me, fucking pulling people. I mean, no, he wasn't. He's got 11 deployments. You could tell him I said that. Yeah, I will. Actually, you know what? I will. As soon as this is over, I'm going to put it in the group chat and be like, you know what? Joe, uh, Terry thinks your level of service is just not that admirable. Yeah, just tell him I think it, uh, well, you probably no, shouldn't mention going forward that you were in the military. 
It, no, no, no. It, no, you're, you're mischaracterizing what I say. It's not that it's not admirable, Eric. He just wasn't in the big one in 1990. It just, it just wasn't in it. I mean, and that's, it, it is what it is, 1991. It is what it is. It's a shame. Um, so wait, hold on. So let me get you this last take on this, right? So I know I said this to you under a different let's 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 phrase it differently right so let's say that someone on the outside who because joe talks about the the military industrial complex right joe joe does that i'm not inventing that joe says that uh but he didn't make that up either he didn't make that up either no he absolutely hasn't that's 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 a real term um but so say that there's someone who says to you terry uh the military industrial complex was kind of born out of world war ii Right. Mm -hmm. Because we had to mobilize an entire country, men, women to, you know, fill the factories, fight the war. Yep. And then at some point, eventually it ended because, you know, you mentioned we we did some crazy shit over there with these big, bright bombs in Japan. Yep. Twice. Twice. Beautiful sunsets. Um, (laughs) And uh, by the way, and here's the thing with for again, for all the the hand wringing and 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 sackcloth and 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 ash wearing, they'd have done it to us. They told you that the Japanese would have done it to you. Oh, you know. So uh, we'll talk about this offline. But I had a great class. Called, it was called Space Law uh, in my undergrad. But it it it, it highlight. It was about the space program, but a lot of it centered around like the production of the nuclear weapon and how. Oh wow! You know what? If if Stalin wasn't killing his fucking scientists every fucking, he could have had it. Yeah. But, but, you know, Stalin had this weird problem with murder is weird. Yeah. Anyway, um, he, was, he was, he was good at that. Yeah, no, dude, it was anybody who got that would have used it way less judiciously than we did. For sure. Oh yeah. Like it is still to this, to still to this day, it blows my mind. It's like, we dropped one and the, the Japanese prime minister was like, ah, we're good. Let's, let's, they won't do it again. Hey, continue mission. We're good. They won't do it again. They won't yeah. do it again. But anyway. So, so, to the person who says, all right, so it, it probably was spun up during World War II because it was, right? We had this big on button, you know, let's get the women in the factories, the men on the field. Yeah, man, rationing right? tinfoil and butter yeah, and fucking right? making and then, bullets uh, and, and then all of a sudden, tanks. Yeah, and then we won in 1945 right. and we're like, well, what the fuck? What do we do now? And then in right. 1950, let's, let's fucking go to Korea. Let's go Korea. do that. 1953, that ends with no real... Uh, whatever uh and then so then we 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 coast into vietnam we hang out there until the mid 70s and then it's like yep. well let's have these these little dust ups and skirmishes in the 80s in you know panama as you described and yep. a few other places and then let's roll into 1991 you know one in the gulf storm and gulf desert desert storm and the gulf war uh we'll we'll, we'll start that whole nation building process well that doesn't fucking work out too well and then 12 years later, we go back. We have the invasion of Iraq in 2003, which comes after us going into Afghanistan in 2001, which just ended today after 20 years. Uh, Iraq, you have that. You have all that shit going on over the last 30 years, going back to, to um, 1991 in, in uh, Kuwait in us yep. going in the first time. And so what do you say to someone who points that out as that is – the timeline of the military industrial complex and how do you turn that fucking machine off? Well, I mean, you kind of laid it out there pretty good. I think, um, it's what I, I do, think. Yeah. What's that? It's what I do. 
Yeah, you do. And you, <laughs> you do it well. Uh, but you weren't in the Gulf War. So I was not. And so I, again, for the fifth time tonight, I thank you. It's only, it's them. only, you're, you're only going to get so good, Eric. So <laughs> ah, I'm I probably think, never uh, getting past this podcast. Yeah. You know, it's funny, man. I was, someone else, yeah. So who's asking me the other day, like, how do we fix this now? I think I was talking to actually I was talking to Jesse Kelly on his show. Okay, he yeah. Called, he called me up and he's like, "Yeah, hey, you want to come on?" That guy's been fired up lately, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a he's a good friend of mine. But I, and he's like, "How does this fix?" I said, "Ah, I don't know." I said, "In a way, you know, the left's always talking about a purge. Well, maybe we should do one too, like a real one. So if you're like, if you're an officer who has, if we can prove that you have a, let's let's do it the way they want to do it. You want to do it? We'll do it. We'll fucking play your game. We'll purge you." You put out a paper about social justice and critical race, you're gone. If we find out that you were concerned, like you did not do stuff, uh, combat tasks, but you were talking about gender inclusion and diversity, you're gone. We're going to get rid of you. Um, if we find out any of that shit. I mean, what, that that's kind of like a comic book answer. I don't know how you yeah. fix it, dude, because there's so much money involved. There's so much money, man. And, you know, it's funny. And they're all in on it, Republicans and Democrats. So think about this. This, 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 this really pissed me off. This, this made me very angry at the Dems. So they voted. Everybody went in. Everybody wanted to go into Afghanistan. I, I get that. And the problem was basically 10 A-teams, the CIA, Delta Force guys, and fucking the Northern Alliance went in and from October. And then in, in, in December, they were in Kabul, right? They fucking crushed the Taliban. And then what did we do? Well... Tommy Franks had to get in there and start building big American bases. Cause you know, we got to get in there and do that. We got to get, they wanted to get their troops blooded. They wanted to get their fucking stars. They wanted to get their credit. They wanted to get their war. We didn't, yeah, we didn't need to do that. And of course that became the fucking 20 year thing we got. It was really, really self-serving in, in, in many cases, dude, we fucked them up in a couple of months with just a handful of dudes, really doing what we doing what green berets do. And yeah. then Iraq, we went into Iraq. And here's the funny thing. John Kerry said, we got to go get rid of Saddam Hussein. Um, Hillary Clinton and, and her husband, Bill, big proponents of getting rid of Saddam Hussein. All the Dems. I think Bernie Sanders is probably one of the only ones who did. Him and probably Patrick Leahy. Did uh, he's also not a Democrat. So. He's not a Democrat. Right. Exactly. That's a good point. That's a very good point. So, But then they all said, they all gave the authorization to go in. And then when it started getting shitty, I remember Hillary coming out going, this is George Bush's war. Fuck you. It's your war. You, you, <laughs> fuck you. Like, what kind of leader? And then she said something, some of the even, then some, you know, member of the press did their job and said, well, why did you, why did you, why did you vote to go in? She's like, well, if I knew then what I knew now, well, yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> if I knew then what I know now, I would probably yeah. be a lot more successful. But I mean, it's like, you know, I, I, I don't know the answer. That's a good question, dude. Like, Hopefully Joe Kent knows how to do that because it's got to get done. It's uh, he's hammering done. it. He's hammering it. Um, it's got to get done. Know, I think. I think one big thing that will help. One big thing that will help immediately is term limits because if you if you have leaders that are only there for a short amount of time, they Isn't don't crazy. They don't. It's never going to happen. Like, but you know, it should it's never gonna happen. No, it's not. When, when the founding fathers did not envision being a member right. of government. But as, you know what? Career. The only reason we have presidential term limits is because FDR was like, I just keep winning. I mean, that's it. That's the only yeah. reason that Congress was eventually like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck I'm that. A 
we got to put a fucking limit on this. This motherfucker's rolling out in his wheelchair, literally, like rolling out there. Like FDR's like, I'll fucking oh, look, do it I again. Won again. What's up? I'll fucking do it again. Because I can. Because you can't limit me. But if you don't and have for whatever reason, no one in the history of the United States had done that before. Right. So it's kind of weird. Yeah. 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 It's a good point. But I think I think term limits would go a long way. I'm there's with no you, man. Reason, I want it. There's no reason it. why you Joe Biden. There's no reason why Joe Biden or Mitch McConnell. I mean, I'll name, pick one from any side. Why Joe Biden has the money and lifestyle he has as a mediocre oh, no. public so, servant. That motherfucker has been in well, 50 years. I didn't say it. 50. I didn't say it. Uh, let, let me put it this way. All right. Those motherfuckers. The, the term limit, if we're going to talk term limits because the senator gets to be there for six and Congress right. gets to be there for two, fine. Senators do one term. Congressmen are limited to three terms. Okay. So everyone's limited at six years right off the bat, right? That's great. How's that? That's, How's that? that's great. That's great, right? That'll stop the, the trough. Rotate this shit out. And you, don't trough, get to, yeah. you know what? You don't get to leave with a lifetime fucking pension and insurance. No. You don't. And you don't get to run for a re-election either. It's just no, it. you don't. And that the only way, ones you get to run for re-election are the fucking congressmen, and they get to do it twice. That's it. That's right. And then then you then you start then then you start focusing your energy not on campaigning and re-election, but you doing the right thing and going back to your farm, which is what the founding fathers that. wanted. Imagine that. Which is every yeah. time it boggles my mind when it's like a straight party line vote. Like, really? Is that a straight party line vote? Or did you straight <laughs> fucking defend? Or did you straight vote on your fucking constituents? That's right. Right? Because that's, that's right. what I want to know. That's yeah. what I want to know. I want you Total to limits. go a little bit. I don't, I don't care if you come from a, a heavily Republican or a heavily Democrat fucking district. And I get it. We're a representative republic. We're not a fucking democracy for all you idiots who didn't graduate high school. But you need to go to your fucking district and be like, what do I do? Because that would yeah. be great. Because that would be, be great as intended. That's what you that should would be say. Great. And that's what you should do for every fucking thing you vote on. Not just like, what's the letter next to my name? That's how I vote. Well, of course. Of course. Of course. And if, if term limits would, it would immediately, if you had that, all that horse trading, those back dealing with you know, Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell and the boys club having dinner going, listen, Chuck. You know, uh, you know, he's like, Mr. Cobbler, chalk off. You'll give me, oh, there he is. There's Frank. There's Frank. You know, what up, buddy? McConnell's, he's, he's by the way, put some weight on that cat and he's going to fucking kill you. He's only Make seven. Make that cat he, bigger and he's going to fucking he's bite He's six and a half pounds right now. He's busy. He's about 19 weeks, so he's still growing. But yeah, I, I'm worried. I might make die. Him, make him a couple hundred pounds and he'll eat you. He'll eat you right in front of me right now. And I couldn't stop it. I couldn't He's stop the him. most handsome fucking animal I've ever seen. He's you know? a very dapper animal. He's he, dapper. It's the tuxedo. It's what it does. Did you know that like tuxedo cats are the only ones allowed into the New York City Opera because they are dressed for the event? Did you know that? I did not know that. I'm that not surprised. A, that is a real fact. I didn't just make that shit up on the the... There will be bourbon with Terry Shepard. That's true fact. Well, if that's why tuxedo, my dog isn't going anywhere because he's a lab bloodhound mix. It looks like he shops at Walmart. So <laughs> my dog. And he's got you know, those droopy ears. He's dude, he's got the jowls too. He's got the yeah. jowls like me. He's just like <laughs> rary, rary. Definitely rapper. getting discriminated against. Poor yeah. Thing. Yeah. Uh so lastly, before we get out of here, I'll keep you here all fucking night, man. But I know it's probably very late. No, there. we could go on that. Guys like us always talk, man, forever. Yeah. It's, just, it's only 820 for me. This is a this is a warm-up, but you're oh fuck, you know. it's eleven thirty, dude. I gotta take my Geritol. <laughs> <laughs> um, because you can say what I can't, and uh and this podcast will take on a different 
tone at some point, but it can't do it right now. But when you heard the uh, the president speak today, what was your what was your big takeaway? I just I just you know what? I, I lost my dad to a, a neurological condition that had a lot of dementia in it. He has dementia. The yeah. man has dementia. He is he is slipping. And he's also, I, I, you know, he was always Joe Biden was always a very mediocre talent. He was never a smart guy. He was a glad handing used car salesman. It's always the kind of, hey, how you doing? God love you, kid. Good to see you. I mean, I'll, I'll be here next week. I was like, he was never a tactical thinker. He was never a smart guy. He was just a, a, a fucking used car salesman who found his way and he got picked by Obama so he could fucking, so Obama could sell himself to the white people. Honestly, that's, I mean, honestly, the conservative dev, people are like, whoa, wait a minute. Got to have another guy there. We can't have two black people. So, I mean, seriously, you know that, you know that because that's what Obama, Obama picked him because he was grandfatherly and white and he was an establishment politician. He's just not a talented guy. And today he was angry. He was actually, he's almost kicking it back at you. Like, fuck you. Fuck you. I did. I did it the way I wanted to do it. There's no other, we couldn't have done it better. And it is what it is. It just, and, but you know what, dude, I don't even pay attention to speeches that much. I listened to it. I was just like, yeah, this is what he is. You know, this is what he is. I can't stand. I can't fucking stand when he talks about his son, Bo. That is such bullshit. When he talks about, he always brings in Bo Biden, his son who died. And he was in Iraq. He was on a turn. He was a jag off. He was a fucking jag off. And, you know, listen, I, it sucks losing your family member to cancer. I just lost my pop and I've lost family members to cancer. It's not about that. But do you really think bringing him into the conversation when you're talking to parents who lost their kids because of your fucking malfeasance, that's going to, you think that's good? Like who's telling him to say that? Or is that his instinct? I don't even know. I don't, I it's know. not instinct. I said this before. I said this on the Gutfeld show last year before he, I, I, I like March of 2019, I guess, like before the election. And I was saying, I said, this is when, this is when Biden was, was picked, you know, to be the thing. I said, you realize Joe Biden's not running for president. He's not running for president. He's not running for president. Joe Biden's not running for president. The, the forces behind him, are running for president. Joe Biden. Do you remember Barack Obama never endorsed him? Do you remember yeah, that? He never, he never, he, he didn't endorse him until he had to, until it was like, <laughs> yeah. okay, you know, he, he stayed when, out when, of that. When everybody in front of him dropped out for no reason. Because Obama knew that he was not, I I'll say this one more, one thing about this. And I, I I've, I've, I've talked to you about this and I think, I think most people will agree. Joe Biden, Donald Trump was going to win re-election before COVID. You can't oh, beat yeah. it, you right. You can't beat an incumbent president who like has the lowest black unemployment in history, who has done all, who stuck a fucking uh, missile up Suleimani's ass and fucking you know bragged about it. So great. All the shit he did. <laughs> no, I mean I'm serious. Like he was. There's no way that dude was good. That we had a labor shortage in the country. There was like so much going on. And it's very hard to unseat an incumbent president who's done that well. Yep. All, all of a sudden, here comes along COVID. Here comes COVID. And before COVID, before COVID really hit, that was when the Democratic primary was going on. And I think that they picked Joe Biden as the candidate to run against Trump because he was a throwaway, because they knew that Trump was going to win. So why sacrifice someone that they could have a political career later when you're going to fucking listen? 
Joe Biden's going to lose. Trump's going to win. And it doesn't matter if Joe Biden loses because he's Joe Biden. He's done. He's old. I think he was a throwaway candidate. And then all of a sudden COVID hit and they're like, holy shit, we have a chance at this now because now they can change election law. Now they can, under cover of public safety, they can they can start mailing out unrequested mail-in ballots. You don't have to have a signature. You don't have to have a return address. It could come in two weeks later. Like all these things they did because of COVID and the Republicans, by the way, let them do that. Republicans sat on their ass and let these lawyers come in and change all these election laws, which by the way, you're not allowed to do that except through the legislature. They didn't do that. They did it through the judiciary, activist judges. So my point is Biden was never supposed to even win because he was a throwaway. They were not going to beat Donald Trump. I think what they had reason, matter of fact, you know this as a matter of fact, because they were talking about a new impeachment round. Do you remember this? I remember this. Before, the, <laughs> before COVID hit, Pelosi was talking about how we're going to impeach him again. This is what they were going to do for four more this years. They were pre-January 6th, yes. Right, right. This, this, this was, they were going to, yeah, th- well, this is pre, this is pre, pre this is last yeah. year. Yeah. This is last year before before everything started kicking off with COVID. Pelosi was already lining up a new round of impeachment hearings because that's what they were going to do to him. For four years, they were just going to hamstring this motherfucker with the media and everybody else. That was a better position than trying to run against him and get fucking their clock clean. So you know what? Ah, let Biden run. We'll pick Biden. You know. And then all of a sudden, COVID hits, and they're like, shit, we picked Biden. Fuck. Okay, what do we do? Well- Let's do this. Let's change the election law. Let's get act, let's get judges into these places and make sure that they can bend all these rules that have never been bent before all in the guise of public safety. Oh, Barack Obama never endorsed him until he, the very last second. They didn't even th- he was a throwaway. He was a throwaway candidate because he's what a is, shitty. Poli- he's a shit. He's, he's a shit bird. What do, what do they do in 2024 now that they've already played all those cards? Uh, they'll just keep doing what they do. They'll just keep trying to beat down the population, make sure people don't stand up for themselves, call them racist, call them gun owners, call them white supremacists, and just try doesn't to keep. Seem, doesn't that seem so far away, though? Like, because his does. first year of office has been pretty fucking rough, man. Pre- like, the president is uh, whatever side, uh, the president is an unenviable position. But look at this, man. Yeah. You wouldn't yeah. wish this on any president to deal with. No, no. And by the way, I, I'm not happy about this. No. Like, I'm not. I'm not crowing because Biden sucks. I mean, it may be I, great politically because it happened so early and fucking, you know, our but in a way, it's, but in a way, though, in it, three it, years. It, if you're talking purely mercenary politics, no, it's not good because it's so early in his term. The sting of this is going to be much less than in a couple of years. It will be, again, a news story they can talk about, but there'll be some new shit in the next months, no, I mean, years. That's just, that's just, that. just the, 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 the sting of this, the actual realization of how big this is, is going to be kind of covered up by the media and just kind of cleverly forgotten and we'll just deal with some other shit they'll they'll, they'll keep pushing for january 6th commission because you know the government was almost overthrown by people wearing fucking buffalo hats it's such bullshit dude and we're on to it and you can't talk about it because you get in trouble by the way hey fbi guys are doing great you guys are doing awesome <laughs> you still I haven't still, told st- terry why he was not hired FBI. yeah first of all he didn't hire me so that's why i have a grudge but second <laughs> of all we still don't know we still don't know whatever happened to Vegas with that shooter. Oh my God, dude. dude. So, you know, what's crazy is like one of the dudes I put in through uh, OCS, this guy, uh, great dude. I, I won't say his name, but yeah, his best friend was killed in that, at that concert. In that Vegas, in the Vegas thing. Yeah. It was a fucking Jason Aldean concert. His, her, yeah, his yeah, best that's friend right. was there. 
and uh, she was killed. Yeah, like I remember. Uh, I but didn't dude, know that- silence. Just radios. They've never. They've never come up with any definitive report. <clears throat> it's weird, man. They can tell you where everybody was on January sixth. They can go to your bank records. They can do everything. <laughs> they can fucking tell you where you took a piss that day. But we can't figure that out. We can't figure this out. You can't get. I mean, you can't. I don't want to talk about it because the feds will come after me. That well, you're you're gonna die tomorrow anyway. Let's- I was just gonna say, you know what? Come after me, feds. Because I got two. I'm a, I'm a, I'm actually a very dangerous guy because I have no family. I'm gonna die in a couple oh, of years. God. You fit every fucking stereotype. Like, dude, like, look, look at all the tattoos on my. Oh, arm. look at that one! Look at that one right there on your inner right bicep. Is that a? Is that? That's gotta be some that's sort new of. That's Defion. That's from the. That's from the Sif companies. Oh, that's gotta be a. That's gotta be like white supremacist. Oh, clearly, clearly, yeah, clearly, clearly, it should. <laughs> all of them. Oh my God! Look at that Maltese cross. That's clearly a, a KKK symbol. <laughs> oh, look, there's an Irish. There's an Irish penal cross. That means I don't like blacks. Clearly. I mean, <laughs> Did you ever think like? Fine. You know what it is? These people are fucking stupid. But stupid gets stupid gets rewarded. It gets. Yeah, I mean, like, but that's, again, that's you what have, I'm curious, you know, man. Because, like, did you ever think when you came back in in 2001, you retired in 2016, you saw a lot of this? I won't say evolution. I call it the devolution. You saw a lot of this devolution decline. Yeah, but did you ever think like this was where everything was trending or or where it was headed? Like, did you you ever see anything? I don't. Yeah, I don't. I think. I don't think. Because what's the team sergeant? What's the team sergeant in the in the SF in terms of rank? What is it? E eight. Okay, so you got out as an E eight. So you you know you you probably either shielded your guys from a lot of stupid shit or you at least seen it. I was, dude, I was known for that. I protected, I had my team nine, two, one, two. We were kind of the bad news bears. We called ourselves the hard luck Kings. I had, (laughs) I had all this fucking Southeast from Boston on my team. (laughs) So we, you had all the fucking goodwill huntings, huh? Yeah, dude. Shap it. What are you fucking doing? What are we doing? You fucking, uh, you're rolling your eyes up there. I fucking Southie. That's, they were the hardest party motherfuckers and they were, they were shit shows in garrison, but they're the best dudes in the, and I, I actually almost, I mean, like I put my career on the line to protect them. And so did my team leader, you know, because that's, you have to do that. You got to protect your guys, man. You got to protect them. I was, I was known for being that I was, I mean, I had a lot of faults. I had a lot of, you know, that was good. I was, I was good at some things as a team start and not good at some things. One thing I was known for was, if you fuck with my guys, I will, I will really come out. Up your yeah. And I literally did that to people. I mean, so, that's, I mean, that's, and I, and that's just because I just, that's just a loyalty thing, but there's a lot of, you know, I could have been a lot better. A lot of things I wasn't that great at, or I could have been better at, but one thing you could never say is that I didn't fucking fight for them. You know, well, that, but that's I the figured thing. out as a leader, as a team sergeant, I realized they don't work for me. I work for them really. That's called, you know, and you know what that is, man? You know what you just described right there at the last, um, the last sentence that you probably didn't realize it. Right. So there's this author, his name, not just an author, but he was, you know, intellectual dude, Robert Greenleaf. Right. So he wrote wrote a book, uh, called the servant leader. Right. Um, and it's the basis of, cause my master's was in organizational leadership and servant leadership is a big proponent of that big, big, big part of the curriculum right but no everything you just described it's not about whether you're a leader or not a leader first serves 
You have to serve. Right? You, you, you are there only to take care of the people you're in charge of, right? And through yeah. all that, you eventually will lead them to wherever the fuck you're going through. But if right. you only come to them as like, I'm your leader. That it's probably work not going to go very well. It's probably not going to go Especially in well. SF. Especially in SF. Oh. That's not the way it's going right. to work. There was, I, I, I got to get going, but I want to leave you with this. One of yep. our one of our commanders in, uh, up at the unit uh, when I before he left, there's a plaque, which was, I think, one of the best things we had there. <clears throat> and it was from King Arthur. And he had it, we had it, we had it on, on, the, on the wall. And it said, by serving each other, we remain free. And that's it. That's it. By that's serving it. each other, we remain free. Turn it the fuck off because you just heard Terry Shepard right there on the virtual bar with there will be bourbon. He said, by serving each other, we remain free. So I want you to take that. Whoever is listening and watching and made it to this point, um, that's the fucking crux of what we do, right? Yeah. Don't let the fucking outside and the external ever deter you or discourage you from the fact that at the very core of what you should be doing as a citizen in this country is serving first and everything You're else right. will take care of itself, right? You're right. You know what? Right. I always talk about this. I've said it multiple times on this podcast. Like whatever you feel you're being fed from the media or social media, take a walk outside your fucking front door. Is that how your interactions are with your neighbors? If they are, fix them. If they aren't, disregard everything that you fucking see. Because I That's go- good and, advice. Dude, seriously, bro. I got seven neighbors and every single one of them I can go talk to right now if I want to. And I guarantee you, we all don't think the same politically. That's right. Let's go talk to them. That's yeah, what's that's, that's, that's what dude, matters. That's such a, that's that seems real. to be that's lost, you know. That's lost, and it's that's it's that's, that's real. We don't want to lose that. Isn't real. Social media isn't real. I, I hold on to that. Social media is not real. It's the public town square, but most people aren't at the fucking square ready to participate. You know they are. That's right. Right. So uh, that's Terry Shepard. Like you said, he laid out. You can follow him on uh, Twitter. Where can they find you on Twitter, my good man? Terry Shepard, T-E-R-R-Y-S-C-H-A-P-P-R-T. I have a uh, my show, Hollywood Weapons. We didn't even talk yep. about it. That's another silly thing. Yeah, I know. Some other time. Uh, I my show, Hollywood Weapons, season five premieres, I think, the 25th of September on Outdoor Channel. You can see it on. Oh, shit. It's on Outdoor but, Channel. Huh? You can find it on Amazon, too, I think. Fuck yeah. Um, but yeah, but, man. But, yeah, that's fucking awesome. So uh, there's a lot of cool shit that Terry does. If you want to get on Twitter, great. If you don't, I applaud you for not. But uh, he's Terry Shepard on Twitter. But there's a lot of shit you can find him on through uh, all of his other actual things that he does. You know, the Hollywood weapons. Uh, you could probably go find out, dude, you're screwed. I'm sure yeah, that's, that's out on, there somewhere. I think it's on Amazon, actually. That's probably one of the coolest things about this digital age is like, you know what? You don't get to be like, yeah, I was on this pilot in the 80s. Like, no, that shit's actually out there. We can find Yo, it. Yo, that's that. You're right. I'm, dude, I'm going to, when I get off of this phone, I'm going to walk the dogs. I might watch a fucking episode of Columbo because I'm a boomer. Yeah, you can do that shit, right? You and Eddie fucking McClintock. You know what? I would love to. T- Have you talked to Eddie? Do you- no, no, I've never talked to him personally. Oh, I actually. Actually, I'm thinking about getting, I want to ask Eddie, invite him if, if we do a season six, which I I have a good feeling we're gonna, I want to get him on as a guest on Hollywood because he's All done right. some gun stuff in his shows, right? Uh, I'll, I will text him as soon as we're done and I will tell him, hey, Terry wants to fucking talk. Eddie's the coolest fucking greatest dude. We, we met in Vegas in, back in July. Yeah, he uh, seems great. He said, I mean, dude, I love Twitter, that dude. He's great. I fucking love that dude. Like, he's so cool. It makes no sense. He's so cool. And like, he's actually accomplished in that fucking world world. Well, so you know, weird. but there's, there's, I will tell you this, cause doing, <laughs> doing Hollywood weapons, I've met a lot of different people 
actors and stuff like that in big ones too. And I'll tell you that there's more people that you think in Hollywood that think yeah. the way we do, but they, they mostly kind of lay low. Yeah, Except, of course, my out. friend Nick Searcy, who is the best bomb thrower on, on Twitter. But. You know, what's weird is like the last account I was on probably four years, maybe that was probably three years ago. Nick and I went at each other. It was really weird. It was so random and weird. I don't yeah, even <laughs> yeah, but but I'll tell you though, in person, I just love person, him from Justified because it's my favorite show ever. He was great, Justified. We we tested, we we did a Justified episode, and uh, what? He, he, dude, I looked. I mean, I had the Timothy Oliphant hat, the jeans. Oh and the shit, whole, I love that. Dude, guy. I got a. If I find, I'll send you the link. Okay, but but Nick Cersei was on, and he was a guest, and he was so gracious, man. He we laughed. I he's from it. North Carol. He's from North Carolina. He's got, you know, he's got a great wife. He's got, he adopted a, a, a boy yeah. who was, you know, mother yeah, of his that. mom was a crackhead. And yeah. uh, he gave me a box of cigars and we stay in touch, you know, but he's, yeah. he goes after people sometimes and, and, you know, it is what it is, but I'm, I'm just saying, he's a good a guy. Nice, I think he's a good guy at his core. He is actually. a good guy. He is a good guy. And there's a, there's a lot of nice people out in that business, but they're, you know, they're stomped on and they're, well, they shouldn't, the you know what they should fucking actually, you know what they should unionize the other rebel. Way. Yeah, they should. Yeah, I talk, I've talked to Cersei about this. I was like, okay, so we, we know the problem. How do we fix it? Like, how do yep. we fix it? He goes, yeah. he, you know what he said? He goes, there's gotta be a new Hollywood, a new Hollywood. I don't know if it's the new Hollywood. It's just, you know what? Do you, did you think like the fucking left who's so great at organizing and, and, and coalescing? <laughs> do you think they were like, ah, we'll just create a new America. No, they're like, we're just going to fucking take over. That's, that's what you that's fucking good, do. Good. It's not about creating new Hollywood. It's you go back and take that motherfucker. <laughs> Just take over. it. Take that mother. And people like you, Terry, who have the fucking background, who facilitate fucking guerrilla operations, you get out there at the fucking front and you take that fucking bitch back. All right, yeah, you raised your hand. Go ahead. I only have two years to live. So I kind of. I you better make the to- fucking best of them, Terry. All right. I kind of need you to fucking. It's got to back off a little bit because I don't have a lot of time. I have a lot of health problems and they're only going to compound. So do you want to die a fucking hero? Do you want to die on that fucking VA bed doing nothing? I just want to die, man. I just want to (laughs) die. Hey, man, I'll talk to you soon. Okay, but we'll we'll get the fuck out of here. Thanks, buddy. I'm going to hit this end button. Hang on. Don't leave yet. Goodbye. Uh